Hey listener, and welcome to another episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters hook you up with your next reading fix. After a journey nearly as long as the Lord of the Rings extended cuts, we are finally wrapping up our discussion on Twilight by Stephanie Meyer in today's episode. Stay tuned for our explanation about why Carlisle is the true villain of the Twilight Saga, that vampire baseball scene, and our pitch for a Fast and the Furious short film starring the Cullens. Enjoy the show! When we said yesterday that that Edward admits to watching her sleep on the car ride back from Port Angeles, that's not true. Because he has to like throw in some like creepy comments like the next morning. He's like, how was your night? Or no, she's like, how was your night? And he's like, wasn't it enough? And his smile – and he's like smiling as if it's an inside joke. And I wrote like, he was watching you sleep. That's what he was – that's why he had a pleasant night, Bella. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like way afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a note that that says Bella is not mad enough about Edward. I know, <laughs> and this is like sleep. this is not just like a time period cultural difference. Like it's not just like oh, Edward doesn't want to have sex because he grew up in the 1900s, like early 1900s. You know, like okay, no, it's not like boys back in the 19 like whatever 16 before he got turned. It's not like they were like a court in their ladies by like watching them sleep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, this is just like completely unacceptable, wacko, like nut job behavior. And it just makes me think of crucifix nail nipples, except that instead of being the one <laughs> who's protecting her from the hobos, he is the hobo that's trying to get in her window. <laughs> okay. So context. I, I'm going to try to find the link to that, but I feel like I've tried to search for it in recent years and haven't been able to find it. So there's this Tumblr post that went around. <laughs> Like at the beginning of the Twilight Renaissance, so like at least five years ago now. More now because I guess it's 2022. That's weird. And it was like this person who was like, yeah, I worked at a publishing house like reading submissions in during like the Twilight craze. And this manuscript came in that I only found out later like only made it to like my desk because like the person was related to like someone who worked at the publishing company. <laughs> And it was like basically just a Twilight ripoff. And like I was like these this vampire and this human and like they couldn't be together. It was like the same thing. Like he, they couldn't be together because he was a vampire. But then like they had sex and like she burned him with like her crucifix nail nipples. And then like when they had sex, she like cured his like desire to eat her like with her magical virgin vagina. But like – during the part where like he goes away she thinks he's like totally abandoned her but he's actually like protecting her at night by like <laughs> by fighting <laughs> off the hobos that try to like break into her window I guess on a nightly basis like I don't know where this is supposed to take place but like I guess I don't know that that's a big problem in that universe uh- <laughs> anyway, there was just so many more quotes how did the crucifix nail n- nipples come in it's like while they're like hooking up or something they like burn him She's like too pure. <laughs> like her her nipples like burn him like crucifix nails or like something. I don't know. It's been a while since I read it. I'll try to find it and link it below. It's just a really fucking wild ride. And it's funny, like <laughs> I feel like even if you like don't give a shit about Twilight, which 
I mean, if you don't, I don't really know why you're listening to this episode, but part three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, part. I don't know how you've made it this far, but like, congrats. Welcome. Take a, take a, <laughs> some five minutes to read this old, very hilarious and hopefully true Tumblr post. <laughs> I want to see the real story. Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. The person basically, they were like, when I finished reading it, I like, it was like three in the morning and I sent an angry email to my manager and was just like, what the fuck? And like, that's how they found out that like, it was just the person like, just like gamed the system to like get their manuscript in because it was so bad. (laughs) Ideal. Nepotism at its best, honestly, if it brings us content like that. So it's the morning after Port Angeles. Bella wakes up and she's like, am I living a dream? This is so amazing. <laughs> I'm, I might, I might die today. Yeah, she literally hops gets and then she runs outside and it's, it's as if she like slammed into a brick wall of glass because what does she see in her driveway? A shiny silver Volvo. And who immediately gets out of the shiny – or does he get out? Yeah, and he like whisks to her side and he's like, oh, Edward's like, I'm here to pick you up. Because you didn't have a jacket, so I brought you my jacket. So she gets to like not only wake up living her dream, but get to smell the like <laughs> cold ass jacket. <laughs> and she's wearing a very comfy sounding brown turtleneck. Mm. Rachel and I got in a little bit of a fight about like what this brown turtleneck looks like. And we'll do a poll on our Instagram story <laughs> and let you decide. I think I'm right. Keep in mind – that this is 2005, okay? Yeah. Just keep that in mind. 2005, Mormon. Two words okay. I need you to remember. Again, Rachel, like I don't know why like you think – I think you think your version fits and mine – like I think you think you I'm You haven't shown me an actual different. picture of your – No, I haven't found that like very ugly. specific picture that I'm thinking of. It just has it to be It is, ugly. but it just looks very comfy. It's like Maybe. early but very I just, comfy. It's impossible. Like I just bulky. really – yeah. Okay, I just we really can't influence – I just hate things touching my neck. So like any – I, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like I'm the turtleneck expert in this family. We'll see. Like I'm we'll like see. no. We'll leave it to the people. The sheer number of turtlenecks I own. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Anyway. <laughs> Bella bounds downstairs, skids out the door. She's so excited. She sees Edward and Edward comes out of the car and he's like, do you mind if I drive you to school today? And Bella has an actual thought where she's like, he's giving me a choice. The first of many. The first of many (laughs) times. No, but listen, listen, listen. I explain this. Like, I think what it's supposed to – she's like, he's he's leaving it to me. Like, once again, it's my choice. And I think what it is is like – it's the difference between me saying, hey, Allison, will you come to the store with me? And me saying, hey, Allison, you can come to the store with me if you want. You know, like it's like it's like a it's like a stereotypical like dating advice thing or something. I don't know, I've, I've just seen it a lot where it's like you, you want the guy to like say specifically like invite you, not just say like you can come if you want, you know. Uh-huh. And so I feel like what Edward is doing is is the latter, not because he's like not into her, but because – he like is actually kind of hoping that she'll say no because he's you know warring with his like am I gonna kill her am I gonna endanger her Mormon soul like you know yeah I'm just imagining it in the context of like the last time he drove her in a car he like pulled her by the back of her jacket and like, <laughs> oh giving my her the yeah, choice to come no, in. it's true there's there's <laughs> wait there's a lot of layers there like I mean 
again, my interpretation is the most generous. It's maybe not, maybe it's not the most accurate considering there are a million red flags, Edward. Like, I don't know if this has started yet, but there's so many times where where Bella, I don't know if she started like walking on eggshells around him yet, but like that's like constant. Like she's constantly like, oh, Edward's temper. Like I'm double checking his expression to make sure he's not still mad at me or like that my no, joke was No, she's already started doing that. Yeah. Um, oh, Eddie boy. Okay, so they're dating. They get to school. Everybody is fucking shocked. Everybody is like astounded that Edward, the Edward Cullen. Jessica shows up with Bella's jacket that she forgot in her car and is like speechless. Yeah. And Edward, I guess, like looks happy the first time. I don't know. I made a note about how another fun movie fact, not from the Catherine Hardwick guide. This is just from like an interview I saw of Robert Pattinson where he was like, yeah, I originally played Edward as like super like grumpy all the time. Like he, he never smiled. And then like I almost got fired from the movie because I like refused to like be more cheerful. <laughs> and like he was like the studio sent my agent like a copy of the book with yeah. all the times it says that like Edward smiled highlighted. And then I sent them back a copy of the book with all the times that was like Edward frowned highlighted. <laughs> And then his agent – and then he was like, yeah, and then my agent was like, dude, like, they're they're literally going to find a new person <laughs> if you don't simmer down. And he was like, so I, like, livened him up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, this is how not- he's written. Like <laughs> – yeah. Broody McBroodfest. Yeah. I, like, all you, you can complain about Robin Pattinson's and Kristen Stewart's performances all you want in the Twilight series, but, like, they played those characters how they were written. Right. Like, you can't say they played them accurate. flawlessly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they understood the assignment. Yeah. The assignment was a shitty assignment, but they understood it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Jessica is, like, you know, flabbergasted and that she's not, like, obviously going to start questioning Bella in front of Edward. And so she walks away and Edward's like, what are you going to tell her? And Bella's like, I thought you couldn't read my mind. And Edward's like, no, I just – like, whatever. Like, I can read hers. And he's like, she wants to know how you feel about me. And Bella's like, yikes. What should I say? I tried to keep my expression innocent. <laughs> how do I feel about you? And Edward's like, oh, you can tell her, like, we're secretly dating, but I'm waiting to see how you feel about me. Yeah, so Bella's nervous about it. Um, Also, at this point, she's, like, wishing Edward would, like, kiss her. And I forget exactly what Eddie Boy's thoughts in her commentary is during Midnight Sun, but I remember it being, like, something super Puritan. Like, him, like, looking at her and being like, oh, my God, I know she wants me to kiss her, but, like, I can't. That's, like, so slutty to, like, kiss her in front of all of these people. Like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe she's such a whore. Like, not literally, but, like. <laughs> As we mentioned in Royal Holiday, like, if there's a mismatch between amount of PDA, like, if it was up to Bella, I feel like they would literally be those, like, stereotypical – they would be – teens on the streets of Belgrade, okay? Where like everywhere what? you look, it's just – you never notice that. I remember like being a kid and being like, oh my god, why are there so many people making out on the public benches? Like everywhere. It's no. like Europe. European teens slash like in movies, you know, where it's just like everyone's just, sure. like, making out in high school. That's what I that don't have that same experience with Europeans, teens as you, but no. okay. <laughs> I am not into the PDA. Like I – and if there's no. a mismatch with that, like it can cause tension and you know what? It's a little tense. Well, except after they're married, Edward is very much like true, touchy feely all the time. So it really like so it is very Puritan because the Puritans, I'm pretty sure, like their whole thing was like no sex before marriage. Like after marriage, you better get it the fuck on. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that um, polygamous cult. (laughs) What? Why do you keep bringing up the polygamous cult? (sighs) I had to wait. Horrible. What? My friend um, was telling. me today about how she's going to like zion and grand canyon like in the spring 
for like mm-hmm. a road trip. And she was like, is that, if anyone's been there, like, do you like have any advice? And I was like, well, for Zion, um, when you're looking at Airbnbs, um, you should maybe avoid Hurricane Utah because um, oh, we stayed God. there and unbeknownst to us, it's like the hot spot for like this really scary fundamentalist Mormon call. <laughs> Oh my god. Apparently it's like a little bit better and I don't think our Airbnb host was like a member of the cult but like we definitely we like were like alerted to the fact that the cult was in town like when we were driving like to Zion yeah. that we like arrived at night and then we were driving to Zion the next morning and we were like what? Like Wait, this what is like very is weird Zion in, the day. in Utah. What state is Zion in? Yeah, yeah Utah, Utah. That's where it is. Yeah, it's like in Salt Lake. And, well, I think they're mostly in Salt Lake, but it could be a no. This one. was like yeah. hurricane. It was like a different. It's like a very specific. Like my friend who I was with was like, oh yeah, like I saw like a documentary about this, and like they ended up chasing the documentarians out of the town, like <laughs> in pickup trucks with like people with guns in the back, and like we in fact did see a quite a very large amount of pickup trucks. No, I think the cult has been like the state like disbanded them for like tax reasons. Like there's still a heavy presence in the town, but like they're not as like oh, I Warren think, strong Jeffs. as they were before. Maybe it's Warren, Warren Jeffs. Jeffs. Yeah. That's no, the one because I feel like I, I've heard of Warren Jeffs, but I feel like I hadn't heard of that before. Oh. The name of the cult. I don't know. It's in Hurricane. This is not me like slandering the town. The Airbnb host was like very nice and like our we were like but fine. They deserve a little bit of slander. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying cult, I'm saying like specifically my experience but... was like yeah. I I wasn't like oh no, I'm in danger and I yeah. like our Airbnb host didn't try to like get us to join the call. Like she wasn't there the whole time. Like it was fine, but it was just like a little spooky. <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't know that going in <laughs> the cult that i'm thinking of they like own a bunch of businesses they have their like tons of children like work for free labor and then don't pay them in money they pay them in like scrip which is like what the mormon pioneers used to use and a lot of their businesses are like very big and i found one of them on instagram and it just looks like a normal instagram like you would never guess that this is like a cult running this so that they have their comments turned off naturally mm-hmm. um but uh yeah try not to support that <laughs> the fundamental trying to support like any fun we're not specifically targeting the mormons like any fundamentalist cult anyone who is gonna have like ch- child marriage polygamous child marriage also child not labor. great child labor just in general like avoid cults and you'll be good <laughs> yeah. if they don't want you to leave it's probably a cult if they're telling you that your family is evil for wanting to leave it's definitely a cult yes <laughs> Anyway, hot pro tips. (laughs) Pro tips. Listen, remember, if if you accidentally join a call, it's not your fault. You are the victim. (laughs) Yes, no shame. And I hope that you heal. (laughs) Um anyway. At this point, we also discover because Bella, because Edward has driven Bella to school, um, that Rosalie had to take her car and it's oh, yeah. like fancy red BMW convertible. The reason that I brought this up was because I don't understand. Okay, so we mentioned before in last week's episode that we had the same Volvo as Edward. And my remembrance of that Volvo, I think specifically because it was like the sports version, this is not Volvo slander. I'm like a very big we fan of Volvos, the Volvo. Yeah brand like they last for a very long time but this was a Volvo because it was the sports version it was like smaller because it was supposed to be like you know like the sleek whatever mm-hmm. and I just remember it was very cramped and so I'm just thinking about like all five Cullens like who has to sit in the oh, middle yeah. seat probably Alice like they really have to cram into this car How we never think of that and so I don't understand why like having a minivan 
is not like part of specifically Esme Cullen's aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to be like the homie like housewife. Like why doesn't she have a fucking minivan? We don't know that she doesn't. Like they have a lot of – they have a huge garage and a lot of cars, you know? It was never mentioned. It's not. But she also like isn't allowed to leave the house, so. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I read somewhere that Esme hosts like garden parties sometimes. With who? She's like a member of the local – I don't know where I got that from, but I really feel like (laughs) – at one point, I was like, yeah, Esme. Garden Party is like, what, for the local like Seattle elite or something? I don't know. It's Billy Black. It's Billy Black, but he's like too embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, minivans are supreme, and I don't understand why the Cullens don't have one and why instead like these immortal vampires choose to not only go to high school over and over and over again, but also choose to cram into this tiny <laughs> ass car. Because- Alice is small, but Emmett, I feel like, more than makes up. Like, you can find Alice and Emmett and you average them. Yeah, and they're, like, at least two normal-sized people. Two and a half. Yeah. Like, like what? I don't. I don't understand. And, like, Rosalie and Jasper are both, like, like, Rosalie is tall. And, like, Jasper is also, like, he's not as brawny as Emmett, but he, like, definitely has bulk. Like, Jasper is a fighter. Maybe they actually all just, like, run to school, but then, like, get in the car right before – and so, like, they just don't want to use too much gas. They're trying to, like, the wasting of finite resources is everyone's business. Specifically Allison. only in terms of gas, <laughs> not in terms of anything else. Okay. Yeah. So, now it's lunch. No, now it's time for him to eavesdrop on Jessica and her. But that's not important, I guess. No, no. But here, here you know what is important? What is important is she talks to Jessica and then she comes out of class and who is waiting for her, looking more like a Greek god than anyone had a right to? <laughs> Edward. Except I'm pretty sure Greek gods, despite what the, like the statues where the paint has come off would, might like tempt you to believe, they're not pale as fuck as like yeah. Edward is. Like what? Where is this comparison coming from, Stephanie? Like, well, I think it's just like someone he's really hot. Looking, sure, like he's yeah. chiseled and hot. But no, I agree. The man, the like angry white men academics of the 19th century were so fucking pissed when they found out that like the Greek statues were also super colorful and like not just like white boring things. They're like, no, God, no. It's like that. It's like that scene from the office of like Michael just being like, no, God, no. (laughs) They were just so pissed to learn that like. They're essentially that their like statues were like girly, basically, because yeah. like color, like bright colors are associated with like femininity. Yeah. They were like, oh my god, the Greeks had fun. What the fuck? Like they had a <laughs> they had personality. They valued personality. Oh my god, no. <laughs> what will our sexually repressed brains latch onto next? What will we use to justify this? <laughs> Such dumbasses. Just give the Greeks their shit back and like have an orgy. Me (laughs) at like the entire population of Britain. Actually, that's a lie. Me at the population of like England. Because I think the Scottish and like the Welsh people are like already on it. You know, Mm -hmm. like they know how to have fun. The only reason the pyramids are still in Egypt is because they were too big to move. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now we're at a. So lunch. Lunch. They're chatting. Bella's like. Can you can you eat food? Like, what if someone dared you? And Edward like dramatically like takes a bite of her apple to like prove a point. And then at midnight sun, he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to hack this up later. <laughs> Spit it up later. Like but what if? But what like I'm a pic- hairball. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm picturing is like 
what if he can't spit up like every tiny bit of the apple? You know, like what if there's just like a tiny speck like rattling around in there forever? Like what are the, you know, when you if you throw up, like it's never going to be everything, like every molecule, you know? Maybe he can feel it. I don't know. Vampires don't shit, which doesn't make any sense. Like why don't vampires shit? No. Like they just 100% process everything. No. But that you still have to like use it. Yeah. It, we, we can't think too deeply about this. It's fucking wild. Time travel. <laughs> Man, what if they're just like backed up? What if that's why like Edward has such a stick up his ass? Actually just, like, a <laughs> he really literally has a stick up his ass. Long, hardened thing of shit. He's god. just really constipated. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. We anyway. also get several of like weird like I lean forward, my right hand cupped around my neck yeah. scenes, which is so weird. How do you cup? I guess it like on the side, but it's always like, it's your chin. You use that like practices for hours and still. I mean, I guess, but like it's much better. I mean, maybe no, Bella. Like that's the reason. For years, I always like tr- I tried to figure out how the fuck Bella was comfortably. Maybe Bella has such nice skin because she never touches her face. You know, and so she like trained herself. I, I I feel like if I had only ever, if like for some reason I had like been drilled into me to never touch my face, and I had like started doing the neck cupping thing versus face as a kid, it would be more comfortable. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So what Jessica told, um, I mean, what Bella told Jessica during the conversation was that like she thinks she likes Edward more than like Edward likes her, and so Edward naturally confronts Bella about this at lunch. And I don't know. I just think there's something really pure about the fact that their entire relationship aesthetic is like a mom saying goodnight to her preschooler, oh, being yeah. like, I love you. No, I love you more. Like, I love you to China. No, I love you to the moon. Like, that's like their entire – You mean preschooler. I still do that. No. So Bella's basically like, oh, like – when you went to Goat Rocks, like, were you camping or were you actually hunting? And he was like, yeah, we were hunting because it has a lot of bears and Emmett likes bears. And he, and then he's like, oh, he looks like a bear when he hunts. And Bella's like, what do you look like? And he's like, I look like a mountain lion because my favorite animals are mountain lions, which are definitely endangered in the Pacific Northwest, Edward. And then Bella's like, is that something that I would – get to see maybe and edward freaks the fuck out he's like mm-hmm. absolutely fucking not and listen this is the one situation in which he does like have a good reason because the mm-hmm. whole thing is like when they're hunting they like give themselves over to their instincts so if bella were like anywhere within smelling distance like edward would absolutely chomp her to fucking bits like mm-hmm. fuck the malamine edward's going after this tasty human so i get that um but when he's comparing emmett he's like have you ever seen a bear attack on television? Oh. And he presents this as like a, I mean, Bella hasn't, but he presents this as like a totally normal question. And we tried to find videos of bear yeah. attacks on the internet and years. like were incapable of doing. I was like, what? Stephanie, like what era were, were they showing fucking bear attacks on television? I, I have so many questions. Like who would be filming why would that be allowed <laughs> on the nightly news? Like even yeah. okay, okay. So I've I can't I don't I have no memory of telling you this before, but apparently I have. But I watched this documentary like maybe a few years ago now about this man who was like, I'm gonna go live with the Grizzlies. And he just like moved out to Alaska and like lived among the Grizzlies and filmed them for years and like, you know, was sending videos home and like had like a YouTube channel. And then one day he just turned up, you know, sub- 
surprise, surprise, eaten by a grizzly. <laughs> but even his like traumatic attack was not taped. Like I think there actually was audio of it, which you know must have been horrible for his family to hear because like, sure. he did have a camera on, but like the camera didn't manage to like catch that, you know? So if like he's not – his bear attack wasn't filmed. Like whose bear attack is filmed? You know? Yeah. Who's filming the bear attack instead of trying to rescue the person? <laughs> Unless – okay. I guess it just occurred to me like I guess if you live in the middle of nowhere and let's say you have both like wildlife and bears and like one of those like nighttime cameras set up outside your house, you know, or like, you know, wildlife photographers, like maybe they would have like a camera that like catches incidentally a bear attack. Oh, are we? Okay. Nature documentary. I just I guess. realized maybe yeah. we're thinking of this all wrong. Not a Because person. we're thinking of this specifically yeah. in terms of bears attacking people. Yeah. But that there's definitely footage of bears attacking animals. Yeah. Wow. Well, we just <laughs> came to this realization that like we did not have to exclusively be searching for people. <laughs> all right. I apologize, Stephanie. I'm sorry I questioned this. I'm just dumb. Yeah. And I was picturing okay. like the wrong – yeah, because I was picturing completely the wrong kind of television. I was picturing like breaking news. Bear attack. attack. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> not like – and now we see the gazelle. The gazelle does not realize the bear is just 50 feet away. Yeah. What will happen next? Okay. <laughs> God. Well, this is also when she has the thought. I forget how this comes up, but he's like, you know, I was I've been trying to leave you, but now I've realized that like, you know, I maybe need to stay around to protect you because you put yourself in danger. And Bella's like, I suppose if I had to, I could purposely put myself in danger to keep him like close. And then she's but like, that was I quickly crazy. I quickly rearranged my features so he wouldn't realize. Also, this is when he's like but she does do. She does do that in the next book. So kind of. You know. Kind of. <laughs> to mean- keep his memory yeah. He's all, <laughs> he's also like, oh, remember that Seattle trip that we've been foreshadowing for like 17 chapters? Remember that? Yeah, that's not going to happen because it, we just found out, breaking news, somehow we didn't know this ahead of time, that it's sunny. Like Alice just let me know that she saw it's going to be sunny. So I'm going to be hanging out in a special place. And if you want, you can come with me. And once again, Bella's like, again, he was leaving the choice up to me. And I think – this is a much clearer example of the like you can come with me if you want yeah. versus will you come with me? Um sure. because you're right there's precedent for the car. Um yeah. <laughs> she's never like willingly been in a car with him before now. Yeah. And this is also when Edward keeps being like won't you tell like you're going to tell Charlie that you're going to hang out with me, right? And this is when she starts being like no way because if he kills me, he'll get in trouble. And then she like does this whole convoluted – she told Charlie, she was like, I'm going to Seattle. And he was like, don't you want someone to go with you? And she's like, no, I'm going alone. And then she didn't tell him obviously that Edward was coming with her. And now she's going to go home and be like, oh, actually that's not happening. I'm just going to stay at home and like inventing yeah. this like story. Yeah. She also – she told Jessica that Edward was going – was taking her to Seattle and has also now told Jessica that she's like – going to call her. Yeah. It's like they're it's, not going. It's so convoluted all to potentially avoid the situation where – like what um, the minor inconvenience of the Cullens having to leave town like what you're just gonna like disappear and leave Charlie to pick up the pieces like how, the, the the level to which Bella is just completely ready right off the bat to ruin Charlie's life to the greatest extent <laughs> possible like because like what she is, is Renee's daughter <laughs> god yeah like it's just like she no thought no thoughts just moves like she's <laughs> it's I mean yes it would ruin his life if she died right and he had to bury her that's horrible horrible the only thing i can think of that would be maybe worse is her disappearing and him having to wonder forever what happened which is what which is presumably what she's imagining unless she's imagining that they'll just like drop off her body and they'll be like "Hmm, there's no blood in it that's so weird but like you know (laughs) like what 
<laughs> what? Bella. <laughs> No, what they'd probably do is like fucking burn down the house so that like her body is unrecognizable by dental records, and then like Charlie wouldn't have a house too, right. have a house or a daughter, <laughs> right? But like at that point, whether the Cullens are blamed for it, like I feel like either way in that situation they're leaving town, you know? For like sure. it's not <laughs> okay. So now they go to biology and they're watching a movie in class, and so the lights are off, and they're mm. both like so fucking horny that like as soon as it gets <laughs> even a little bit dark, they're both like, "Oh my god, I have to jump his or her bones right <laughs> now!" And like they're both like have their like fists like pressed into their stomachs, and they have like like under their <sighs> armpits, and they're like, "I can't touch him," and they're like, "Bella's literally like, I like can feel my fingernails slicing into my palms, like because I'm pressing so hard." I'm like y'all like just make out all right like jesus christ someone get like i don't know edward one of those fake vagina things what are they called there's like a better name um oh fleshlights yeah someone get edward a fleshlight and bella a fucking vibrator over here because like jesus christ these god i wasn't i wasn't that horny in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you didn't have a vampire tm that's true i wasn't i didn't have a vampire mate slash imprinting relationship anyway after the movie they both sort of like uncurl themselves and they're both like wow that was fucking intense but they don't really ever acknowledge that at all and edward walks her to gym and he touches her he looks at her. He's like, all right, I'll see you. Like, I have to go to Spanish. And he lifts up his hand and he strokes the back of her cheek, like her cheek with the back of his hand. But like, it's described like he does it like really quickly and then like runs away immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I felt like a burning like, yeah. like streak across my cheek. And it's so like, he just goes up and he's like, and then runs away. <laughs> And Rachel and I do this to each other on like a regular basis. <laughs> uh, so, so Mike absurd. is yeah. Mike is Bella's gym partner, um, and Mike is both loyal and a dick because he still like hangs out with Bella during gym and basically like does the whole work of like two people whenever they have to play a team thing. Um, but he is also like very sulky about the fact that she's dating Edward, and Bella is like, "Fuck off." So she rolls out. Eddie boy is driving her home. They like sit in the car and chat again. And Edward's like, it's twilight. The (sighs) safest time of day for us. And I'm like, why? Like, why specifically twilight? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, but I do. I just enjoy like Stephanie was like, this is why the book is named twilight. In case you were curious. This is why the book is named Twilight. I needed not, to throw this explanation. There's not a there. reason, but the word will appear at least once. Multiple. Well, it does. And then that's referenced like throughout the book. Every time it's Twilight, Bella's like, oh, it's Twilight, the safest time of day. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I don't even pick up on that. Um, and then before Edward leaves, he's like, tomorrow, it's my turn. And like, that's another like complete non sequitur because it was never really clear that it like was Bella. I guess Bella, it was Bella was asking the questions, but this is a. Uh, quick foreshadow to the next day when he's going to start like throwing 90 miles an hour yeah questions so he picks her up again and he's like asking her a million questions and 
she's specifically telling him about like how she loves Phoenix and like specifically like the smell of like the cressote or something and like the rain and how the like land is beautiful even though there's no trees. And and then she's like Edward's like Edward demands an explanation for everything he wasn't familiar with. And I'm like Edward, like and specifically in the context of like what Phoenix looks like. I'm like you're a 100-year-old vampire. Like why haven't you at least traveled everywhere in the continental United States by now? You know, like there's no excuse. Yeah. I know you can't go out in the sun, but like you can wear like just pretend you're like a veil, like just veil or something, you know, like cover your skin, get out there, just do what you got to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And they don't get hot or anything, you know, it's not like, yeah, be uncomfortable. This is the time that I also learned that like other parts of the United States had cicadas. Bella's <laughs> like, I talked about the cicadas at night and I was like, I have that. Like, no, but I, I live don't... in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, see, for me. I, like, always knew that they were everywhere, but then, like, people will always just bring them up as if it's, like, unique to their location. Like, everyone thinks it's unique. They'll be like, yeah, like, we have cicadas, and it's just, like, this – like, it's amazing. They come out. Like, have you ever heard of them? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking have. Like, every – like, why? I hear them every yeah. fucking summer. However, when I was a little kid, I remember specifically I was in, like, preschool, and my teacher used to, like, take us for nature walks and then find the carcasses and, like, put them in his hair to, like, make us laugh. Yeah. Dad used to do that. And dad, and dad, and they had that in common. He used to wake me up with fucking cicada <laughs> shells around my head on my pillow. And it was so fucking traumatizing. Oh, oh that's terrible. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And then he would like pick me up from school and he would have them all in his hair and he would turn around and be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was hard. It was not funny. It was but the I, like, pillow thing is horrendous. Right? I, I like, like hated cicada season specifically because dad would like torment me. I specifically remember being told that the cicadas lived underground for like 17 years and then only came up every 17 years. So I remember like it happened once and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm only five years old and it's already like, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky that the end of the 17 year period is like happening right now. <laughs> like this is great. But then it happened again, like a year later, you know, like the next year and the year after that. I'm like, what? Something is not adding up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what else? What What is like very specific? I mean, not just to our area, but like the east coast of the u.s like i think certain parts of like southeast asia and then like i think like that's it are fireflies oh yeah like other places yeah. don't have them they have oh like gosh, there's like yeah. similar things elsewhere like glow worms mm -hmm. exist in other places but Not it's really same. just like yeah. the eastern u.s and like parts of asia and i remember they have them in nashville and i was like going for a walk with cameron and i was like oh like they're fireflies do you want to catch them and he was like you can't what are you talking about like you can't catch them what like what? And I had to like demonstrate and like he looked foolish. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're so great. Like yeah. they're like magical. But yeah, I didn't like I didn't learn that until like maybe a few years ago that like fireflies were not something that was like everybody had. Mm -hmm. Lightning bugs, fireflies. Yeah. So the end of the next day, Edward's dropping her off, but they're interrupted by a tense little moment. When they're just like chatting in front of her house and then Edward's suddenly like, a complication. Gotta go. And he like shoves her out of the car. Not really, but like it's the imagery. And then zooms away as who's pulling up but Billy and Jacob Black. And they like make dramatic eye contact, I guess. Only in the movie. No. So in the book, like Edward just peels off and then the Blacks like pull up. But in like the movie, Edward and Billy Black, they have this dramatic like slow motion stare off. And it's just like filled with so much sexual tension. <laughs> I was a little bit like I saw that and I was like, oh, is this an option? <laughs> like potentially? 
<laughs> Sugar Daddy Billy Black. But here's the mm. thing. That makes much more sense in the book because how the fuck did Billy recognize like Edward in the book? Unless – because, okay, so there's two options. Either Billy, even though he's not a werewolf, he's werewolf adjacent enough that he has the smells, like the vampires smell bad to him and he can tell, or – they either demanded or obtained by stealth a record of all of the Cullen's license plates and car makes. 100%. And that's how he got it. They definitely bribed like Seth, poor innocent Seth Clearwater to like go out and like stalk no, the Cullen's. They and like, just, like tricked, write down. They tricked Charlie somehow. And that's the real reason Charlie is like so pro Cullen and so bitter about the whole Cullen thing because he's like, oh my God, they outsmarted me. <laughs> like, they compromised police records. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Billy arrives. <laughs> And I love the relationship between Jacob and his dad. Like, they're just like dad relationships, I feel like, in general in the series are like pretty great. Um, <laughs> I think, St- I mean, Stephanie is like named after her dad. So, like, that makes sense. Like, she's definitely, yeah. All right. <laughs> she's definitely a daddy's <laughs> girl. Um, but yeah, they're just like fun and like bantery. And like, so they all go in and have and like watch some sports with Charlie and have some fish fry that Bella obviously has to make because. Who else would? She makes grilled cheeses, I thought. Oh, the fish fries later. I don't know. And one thing I want to say is that even Jacob, who's supposed to, who's like presented as like being a car expert. I mean, he's literally like building his own car. Like he knows about cars. He speaks car and driver, one might say. Mm-hmm. He calls Edward's car like nice. And I just mm-hmm. remember being so confused by this because like, again, Stephanie has a picture of the literal car that she's imagining like on her website. And I like saw that and I was like, that just seems like someone with like, a cubicle office job like that's what they would drive yeah like it's not fancy in any respect (laughs) and it's not even like it's a time period thing like that was the time period that it would have been cool if it was ever cool like no um so bella's like on edge that billy will spill the beans but he doesn't luckily so the next day at lunch edward is about to tell bella like why she's so amazing to him and she's like waiting with bated breath when Rosalie, like Edward catches Rosalie staring at her and has to like hiss at Rosalie to like leave Bella alone. And Bella's like, oh my God, I, I really wanted to hear that. But like now I can't compliment fish. Like, yeah. And Edward is a lot nicer to Rosalie vocally than he is in his head. In Midnight Sun, Edward is like constantly roasting Rosalie, just like nonstop. He's like, oh my gosh, she's as shallow as a puddle. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Edward, it's Rosalie doesn't want to be a vampire. And frankly, you and Carlisle, I'm holding you both responsible for the fact right. that she was changed into a vampire against her will. Like, fuck off. Justice right. for Rosalie. Like, she's quite frankly is the best Cullen. No, that's a lie. Emmett is the best Cullen. But Rosalie is second best for me. Yeah, and like like Carlisle def- definitely didn't come up with the idea that he needs to like get a mate for Edward out of thin air, you know? Like Edward mm-hmm. has some culpability for that. Also, at the end of lunch, Alice comes over, and this is when Bella and Alice meet. And we find out in Midnight Sun and like also later in the series that Alice has had like visions of her and Bella being best friends this whole time. So she's like really eager to meet her. But Edward is like, stay away from her. Like we can't I- – I need to leave her. So I don't know why. Because like, Alice yeah. has also had visions of Bella being turned into a vampire, which mm-hmm. Edward is very against, and he doesn't want Alice to spill the beans. But, like, that's a possibility. So Ad- Edward and Alice are leaving early school early to go hunting so that Edward can be, like, as prepped as possible before the big meadow event this weekend. And they have, like, basically a whole conversation where Edward is, like, responding to Alice's thoughts, et cetera. You know, like, Alice is telling him things, like, just through her yeah. mind. Would it be, like, more frustrating to have other people be able to communicate with you, but you can't communicate back, you know, like, which is what Edward has? Or, like, an Alice situation where, like, you can communicate with the person, but they can't respond, 
You know, like, which would you rather have? I feel like I'd rather be able to hear people. Well, I just mean, like, picture it's only with one I other person. I think I would be like, frustrating if I was trying to tell someone something in secret and then they had to respond out loud and we're just, mm-hmm. like, too dumb. Like, how my family yeah, is sure. frequently like okay. that. You guys, like, I, like, specifically mom, but, like, sometimes you and Stefan do it, too, where I'm, like, very clearly trying to tell you something surreptitiously and you're, like, what did you say? What? Okay. <laughs> Mama, why are you winking at me? It's definitely <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> Wait, what was I most recently saying to Stefan that he like blurted out loud? I can't remember. Oh, the oh, cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> so every time our grandma visits, she leaves a bunch of like food like that we're supposed to eat. But, like inevitably, it just turns out that like it's just mom nagging everyone else for months to eat it and never eating any himself. Yeah. And it's most of it is food that like we like delicious. it. Yeah. So basically, you know that we love Cheesecake Factory cake. This has been now foreshadowed in at least like two previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but we were on a mission to go get some delicious, good, good Cheesecake Factory Linda's fudge cake. And our brother comes out and I'm like, Stefan, hey, Stefan, we're going to Cheesecake Factory. Do you want anything? And he's like, why are you going to Cheesecake Factory? (laughs) Her mom's like, that's where you're going? What? Anyway, they like once again rehash that Bella's telling everybody that like she's not hanging out with Edward so that Edward like won't be incriminated. Yeah. And Edward's like, what if you like don't come back? Like what the fuck is Charlie going to think? And Bella's like, well, I told him I was doing laundry. So maybe he'll think that I fell in the washer. And I'm like, how small is Bella that she can like easily fall in the water? Like, I don't understand. Also like, ma'am, like that's, maybe- I feel like that's even worse. Like I come home and like, I'm like, where's my daughter? And then like, oh I start like smelling a weird smell from the laundry room. And then like, I, oh <laughs> gosh. Maybe Charlie wants to be self-sufficient, so instead of, like, taking his comforters to the, to the laundromat for, like, the mega machine, he just, like, has a mega machine. But Bella's Maybe. small, TM, you know? Yeah, but she's not She doesn't small. weigh – well, she doesn't weigh 10 pounds, but she weighs 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Bella's so nervous the night before the meadow. She, like, can't sleep. So she takes – Something she, she would never do takes unnecessary cold medicine. <laughs> and then she wakes up and she's like, having slept soundly and dreamlessly thanks to my gratuitous drug use. And this is just a preview for the drug references we're about to get. Oh my God. I'm just like, you took fucking NyQuil, Bella. Like, chill the- <laughs> calm down. Okay. Yeah. So they go hiking. They match accidentally. Oh like, they're God. both wearing jeans and a white button down and a sweater, which I don't understand. A uh, specifically a tan sweater with like the collar popping out. Like, they basically just look like huge dweebs. Like, Jake um, models. I'm sorry. They look like preps to mm. use the 2005 lingo. And frankly, the only acceptable lingo. Yeah. Uh, so they get to the front of this trailhead. And I am frankly very pissed at Edward in this scenario because he's like, we're not going to go on the main path. We're just going to hike through the fucking forest. So not only is he making Bella hike without telling her to wear sneakers while she's wearing fucking jeans and like a white, like a nice out, like a generally like nicer outfit. Yeah, He didn't fucking tell her this girl that he's constantly making fun of for being clumsy and like they're not going on the path and he's making her hike five miles. Yeah. Even for us. Five miles is like sat like a few hours of hiking. Mm-hmm. So like, sure. what the fuck is this for Bella? And they're not even on a trail. 
Yeah. And is it flat? Like, is it hilly? I have a lot of questions because that makes a huge difference. Also, on the way over here in the car, like, she had negotiated to be able to drive. This is one of their, like, promise quid pro quo, like, situations. And I don't remember what they say in the car. Oh, oh. Once again, they're, like, debating, like, Edward's like, did you tell Charlie or whatever? And, like, he gets mad at her because he, like, wanted, you know, her to not give him extra incentive to kill her. And she's, like – Getting out of the car, she's like still afraid. She's like, I was afraid because he was angry with me. And I like was afraid to look at him. We didn't have like the excuse of driving between us. And I'm like, this is just like red flag number 20. Like that his anger is already I making mean, you like literally yeah. afraid. Like, okay. I just feel like we don't like just it's I think it's just safe to assume that every single relationship in this book in this book series is just like one red flag after the other like there is not with the exception of angela and ben there is Mm -hmm. not a single purely healthy relationship in this entire is between any character yeah so they go out into this beautiful meadow and bella like runs out she's like woohoo the sun wildflowers and then she turns around she's like where's edward and this bitch is standing brutally in the shadow of the trees and then finally he takes a deep breath and he steps out into the sun and his skin is sparkling like it's covered in a million diamonds he's just a giant fucking disco ball and in the movie he looks at her and he says this is the skin of a killer bella <laughs> It's just it's it's so lame in the movie. I remember being like, you literally mm. had a description of like the shiniest diamond shit ever, and we get this like weak ass filter. Like, it looks what? like it's just like they threw glitter at him, right? But like, it wasn't even yeah. Per the Catherine Hardwick director's yeah. guide, it's like it's so lame. It's to the point where I'm like, why do you even have to hide in the sun? Like if I saw you on the street, I would just think you were like, I I would not yeah. even think twice. Like I'd be like, oh no, he likes he he's a crafter. He bought he bought he went too heavy on the sparkly bronzer that I used to own. Like yeah. I literally used to have bronzer that if I put on like a thick layer of it, it would make me look as sparkly as that. Yeah. Or you like I, my friend sent me one of those like glitter pranks. Like, you know, you can yeah. send like – it's like send yeah, your yeah, enemies yeah. boxes of glitter. Yeah, like, send your Somebody glitter, did that yeah. to him. I would like God. not question it in any capacity. Yeah. Anyway, Bella's like, oh my God, he's literally the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I am so aroused right now. And Edward carefully comes up to her and she like sniffs him. She like gets too close and she's like <laughs> – and Edward freaks the fuck out. He's like mm-hmm. immediately like sprints away. He's like, oh my God, you came too close. That was like, uh, my like, I gotta wait until my dick goes down. Like that was like too much. Mm-hmm. And Edward's constantly like, not specific, not just in this scene, but like constantly throughout, he's like, I know, like he's like, don't be afraid. Like he's telling Bella not to be afraid. And like, I'm pretty sure in Midnight Sun and just like in later books, we find out like Edward can smell Bella's adrenaline. So like he knows she's afraid, even if she's not like copping to it. But I listening to this book this time was like is that the adrenaline he's smelling because usually when he tells her don't be afraid bella and in her internal monologue is like i'm not afraid i'm like intrigued mm-hmm. and so i'm like does edward is he just such like does he lack so much experience and have just so many fake medical degrees that he's incapable that he thinks like when he smells bella arousal yeah. No, like, he's just so reliant on his mind reading that he just, like, doesn't know. Yeah. I'm like, is it adrenaline, Edward, or is it Lady Cum? Like, right. Speaking of Lady Cum, why is there no word for that? Like, it's, you know, like, cum, 
means semen, right? Yeah. Like I look, I tried to look up the actual term for this, and when I googled it, like the first thing that came up was discharge, which is like obviously wrong. Definitely not. Um, and I guess the word is like arousal fluid. Like, why haven't at least romance novels like equilibrated on a slang on like one unified slang yeah. word for this by now? You know, like they're always just like her wetness. You know, like her heat, her whatever, like moisture, her cream. Oh, that's I hate ah, that. That's so the much. worst one. That, just, yeah, anyway, that sounds like discharge. I'm- I'm that putting like. out a call. I'm putting out a call to all romance writers. And listen, I'll get working on this as well. But I'm putting out a like a group effort, Romance Landia. Mm-hmm. We need to come up for of like with a word for lady come that's not lady come and, and that's well, not, not fucking discharge because discharge is different people discharge when they're not aroused. Like you just have like sure. that's your and vagina not- cleaning itself. And we're not talking about like squirting. Like we're not uh, – lady come is not even the right word because that implies that like, you, you know, it's like the final effect. I'm just talking about like what it takes to get there, you know. The juice that the ladies juice. have. Juice the good. juice that people with vaginas have when they're aroused. Yes. What is that called? Yes. We need a word. Maybe we'll do – wait, well, actually, no. Yeah, I was just going to say maybe we'll do a poll, do a poll about it. <laughs> and then I was like, we already got shadow banned for saying the word fuck once in a story. Like, we can't do it again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. So Edward's like laying there like meditating slash no, singing. No. But he sits down sinuously. And yeah. all I imagine is him like just flopping to the ground like a snake <laughs> or like those like videos where like you're like – trying to like swipe your knees and like stand up without like using your hands or whatever and like i'm just picturing like the reverse of that you're just like wobbling down like a wacky inflatable tube like a groovy girl like going down a wacky inflatable tube man just going down (laughs) sinuously oh my god and this is when he tells her like all about his like agonized confession about wanting to kill her the first day and like we've covered this i feel like yeah. And then Bella's like, poor Mrs. Cope, the receptionist. I thought about how close I'd come to being inadvertently responsible for her death. I'm like, Bella would not have been – not even inadvertent. Not even you a little yeah, bit. Murder. You would both be murder victims. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a psycho. And so Edward is trying to explain to Bella like – she. so Ed, Bella smells like particularly – she smells like good – in general to all vampires but she's like particularly good smelling to edward he and he describes it as you're my (laughs) own personal brand of heroin which is a really for i mean famous well quoted (laughs) line but just i'm just like i have so many questions i'm like has edward even like tried heroin has stephanie meyer are there brands of heroin because like i definitely i'm sure there are different no i'm sure there are different like strains but like a brand is like kellogg's or like sure well, yeah, there's Johnson like, and like Johnson. Different, different like, like farms and like different marketers, I'm sure. Like, no, I'm pretty sure we've had this discussion before and I've looked it up and there are not brands of heroin. <laughs> well, it's not called that because it's not like legal, but I'm sure it's like the same idea. Like there are like I'm sure. sure. Like the way there are different like sure. strains, there are different like strains of weed, but like it's not like, oh, I have to get it from this one farm in Massachusetts. It's like, no, I want like X strain of weed. Sure. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like if if – I feel like a better thing would have been like, you're my own personally developed pharmaceutical drug using my own gen- genetic like genome to make it especially addictive <laughs> to me. Okay. And then he also explains that like, because he's been a vampire longer, it's like easier for him to resist. But like Jasper, for example, while he's been a vampire longer than like everybody except Carlisle, he's been eating, he only has not been eating people for like 
50 years or so. But I'm like, I don't know, like Emmett was made into a vampire in like the late 1930s and like Jasper and Alice joined them in like the 40s. So like Emmett and Jasper have been like abstaining for the same amount of time. So like I don't understand why Jasper – it's like so fucking hard for Jasper. But I could see it. Like I could – you know, it's like habits are hard to break. But if you've never had the habit, it's – like you know, a non-existent habit is going to be easier to break than a habit that you had for 40 years, however long after you're not doing it, you know? Yeah, I guess. Like it's the same as saying like, oh, like I was – addicted to heroin for like 40 years and like then there's a baby who's never had heroin 40 years later who's going to be more addicted to heroin you know yeah i feel like there's a better way to phrase that but i don't know yeah i don't know not maybe not (laughs) anyway just like someone of your equal eight i don't know like anyway yeah at one point yeah he tells her that like alice wants to be her friend and he's basically just like that's not gonna happen and i'm like let them be friends let bella have friends jesus christ and he's also like well after i ran away and then i came back i quote tried to talk to you like i would any other human (laughs) and i'm like first of all you don't even talk to other humans second of all like how do you talk like what like yeah (laughs) so weird i yeah i also wrote that like what you don't yeah you don't talk to people if this is how you talk to people how have you not gotten caught like (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) edward is also like super vague or like tries to be vague about how you become a vampire but i'm like i don't understand the point of this and like why about like it just seems i guess it just seems so obvious like i guess at this point i hadn't like ever read anything else about like the more complicated ways to become a vampire and like i don't i just don't understand why he bothers being vague because like bella still gains the like the critical piece of information is that you, you're not born a vampire. It's possible to become one, right? So I just don't understand why he's so shady about this. But he like, just, really, like, really does not want her to become one. Right. Like other vampire things involve like like you get bitten and then you have to like drink some of the vampire's blood and then you get like buried and then you have to like dig yourself out <laughs> three days later. But like Twilight, it's like simple, simple. Like you get bitten literally anywhere. Any amount of venom will do. And two to three days later, you wake up as a vampire. Like, there's yeah. no there, – it's not complicated anyway. And so I'm just confused as, like, why Bella, like, doesn't figure it out and why, like, Edward thinks that, like, he can keep this hidden from her. We all, oh, like, we also forgot to say that, like, when, like, Bella's getting too close, Edward, like, at one point, he's, like, trying to show her that, like, he's dangerous, TM. <laughs> and so he's, like, running around the meadow, like, ripping up fucking trees and, like, mm-hmm. throwing rocks. And he's, like, I could kill you easily. And I'm, like, bro, like – Stop destroying this beautiful meadow. Like, right. leave it the fuck alone. What did the trees They're ever do to you? Finite resources is everyone's business. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So they they finish up with the meadow. Bella oh. has to what? Don't forget the famous line. The most famous line. Hang on tight, Spider Monkey. No. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid, what a stupid lamb. lamb. What a what sick. A sick- Masochistic, masochistic lion. We have to – I don't know if we should give this fun fact from Midnight Sun, the lion and the lamb. I don't know if this gives too much oh, away. Oh, no. This may reveal – okay. Just just be told that like we have some sort of connection to yes. the this lion and the lamb, yes, like a personal reference. connection that we yes. did not discover until reading Midnight Sun oh and it's very God. gratifying. It's and in the movie when they say these lines, it looks like they're like deep in the middle of the fucking forest. But we went there. It's literally right next to a parking lot. It's like five, oh, yeah. like five feet away is a parking lot. Like from It's also not a meadow. Did. Like they just don't do that in the meadow scene. Like – you know. No, but they do have in a meadow. Maybe it's not, there it's is not a, a meadow. meadow. It is not no, a no, meadow. No, no, but later they don't have a conversation in the meadow, but there is like a dramatic like them lying mm. together in the meadow scene. It's They're not just not talking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
God. And Bella's like, it would cause me physical pain to be separated from him now. Okay, Bella. All right. All right, ma'am. So they have to get back to the car, but Edward, I guess, is done, like, tormenting Bella with the hiking. (laughs) So he's just like, hang on tight, spider monkey. (laughs) No, he he doesn't say this in the book. In the movie, in the movie. But in the book, he's just like, get on my back. And then he, like, runs her back and she almost voms because – She gets motion sick. Yeah. Yeah, understandably. And he, like, tries to put her down, but she's like, I literally can't. Like, my arms and legs are locked. And I personally cannot imagine that because whenever I've, like, ridden on someone's back, it's like – I, I can't imagine a, a point at which I'm like – I don't know what – like I just always want to get off right away. Like always hurts in some way. Yeah. It's like – I don't know. Do they kiss up know. right now? Yes, they do. So once Bella has required uh, has recovered from her motion sickness, Edward is like, I want to try something. And he <laughs> leans down and literally all he – there's no tongue. He just – he presses his lips against hers. And – Bella forgets to breathe. <laughs> like she literally fucking passes out. And Edward is also both like, holy shit, that was amazing. And I'm like, it's not like I don't even think he has it's like that amazing because like he wants to eat her. I think it's literally just because like he hasn't gotten any in a hundred. Mm-hmm. He hasn't come in like a hundred years. If ever. And so like Probably literally never. Well, I would I would went, I would yeah. imagine like that's 16 true, year old Edward masturbating. Like or like a wet dream. Yeah, I mean, that's not yeah. I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah. But this completely normal kiss, they're just both like, holy shit, that was fucking mind blowing. <laughs> so then Edward drives her home and Charlie's not home yet, but he like beats her to the door and lets them in. And she's like, oh, I must have forgotten to lock the door. And he's like, nah, I use the key under the eve. I come here almost every night. <laughs> and Bella's like, what? And he's like, you're really interesting when you sleep, girl. <laughs> And she for once has a reaction that I understand. Except not really. She's not like furious. She's mortified. She's like embarrassed. She's like, what did you hear? You know, she knows she talks in her sleep. So it's like it's it's borderline like a, a normal reaction. But like, God, Edward does not get enough shit for this. Like, yeah. There's not – he doesn't even have the hobo excuse. Like what? No. What's your excuse? <laughs> He doesn't even bother giving one. No. Okay. So Bella like runs upstairs and Eddie boy, now that he's finally copped being a fucking creep, like now they're going to hang out at night. He's going to like come into her bedroom and they're going to like cuddle all night long and like have a beautiful chatting Mm -hmm. session. And so he explains his backstory, which is very relevant to today's times, because in case you guys weren't aware of the fun fact that pandemics come around about every hundred years or so, the last pandemic was in 1918, and it was the Spanish influenza, and it, in fact, got our dear boy, Edward. I did a lot of research. I did an entire, like, multiple yeah. research projects on this back in 2016, 17, like, for my, as part of my PhD program. So when COVID hit, baby, it was a big moment for your girl. Like she was like, I have all the pandemic knowledge. Nobody appreciated it, I feel like, because like we didn't know how bad it was gonna be until like after we finally convinced you to shut up about it. Did so much, yeah, research on like ventilator guidelines, like state allocation ventilator allocation. And I had like giant documents say I still have them saved on my computer about like each state's individual and woefully inadequate guidelines. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, if any like state governments want to reach out to Rachel like for that <laughs> historic data, like she has graphs. Eddie Boy had the Spanish influenza and he was dying and Carlisle, you know, in his random acts of goodness was like working at the hospital during the pandemic, during the epidemic and 
he saw Edward and we don't get that. We get this in Midnight Sun, I think. I forget where what? we get this. What is it? Where it turns out that Ed, that it wasn't just because Carla looked at Edward and was like, I must turn him into a vampire. It was because Carla was taking care of Edward's mom. This is and from Edward's the, this mom is from yeah. grabs like Carlisle's hand as she's dying and is like, save Edward. Do whatever you can to save Edward. And Carlisle is like, that's permission. I got parental consent. She says, what others cannot do, you must do for my Edward. Yeah. And he's so, like, she knew. She definitely did not know. But she, she definitely knew. She, she wasn't a fucking fever dream, my dude. <laughs> anyway, so he steals Edward from the hospital, changes it into a vampire because he's super lonely and sad, TM. And then they're hanging out. And then, like, Carlisle changes Esme. Because, like, Carlisle's whole thing is he only changes people who would, like, die anyway. He, like, doesn't change people who would have another choice, which is whatever and so like esme like attempted to commit suicide because like she had like lost a child um so he changed her and then rosalie we'll discuss rosalie's backstory more in eclipse but essentially rosalie also had a near-death experience and carlisle smelled the blood and he went to go pick her up and the reason he changed her was not out of the goodness of his heart being like let me save this woman's life it was, well, I have a girlfriend and I feel bad for Edward because he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm going to forcefully change. This girl's super hot. So I'm going to change her to a vampire so she can be my immortal son's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So fucked. Especially mm-hmm. when you like you learn all of Rosalie's backstory mm-hmm. and also the fact that she just fucking hates being a vampire. She mm-hmm. really is upset about being turned into a vampire. It's like so fucked. Mm-hmm. God, justice for Rosalie. Carlisle's the true villain of the oh, franchise. For sure. Like he's for constantly sure. like taking he's constantly, away, like he's transforming away. people into fucking vampires without their consent, while also believing that he's like damaging their yeah. souls forever. He's like laying on, like throw, like piling them with like guilt for like no reason, like basically no reason. Just like the trauma, and then trauma about the trauma. Yeah, yeah. And then we also learn, like, Edward, like, briefly touches on everyone's backstories, but we get them more later. And you learn, like, later in the book about Alice. Like, essentially, she was, like, in an insane asylum, um, and then she got turned, but, like, she doesn't remember anything about her human life. And if you would like more details about Alice's backstory, I highly recommend the Twilight short films that are, like, origin stories. There's, like, two on Alice. I think there's, like, one on Jasper. There's, like, one on Esme. And it's, like, great. Like... The Alice ones are, like, great, and they're all, like, w- like women-directed, women-written, and, like, Stephanie Meyer produced them, so, like, I consider them canon. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. So if you want to learn more about Alice's backstory, I highly recommend the Twilight Shore films. Mm-hmm. They're on the I haven't YouTube. watched them in 10 years, but, like, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where. They were definitely free online. Yeah. I don't know where you can find them now. I'll try to link them. They were on YouTube, but I watched them in, like, the 2010s at some point. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, good times. So – so yeah, so back to the bedroom. This is like before they have this whole conversation, but I just want to throw in that Bella, like, you know, like most normal people sleeps in like ratty sweats and a t-shirt or whatever, but she's like kind of embarrassed because obviously she has a boy over, so she'd rather like look cute. And she's like, oh man, if only I had those Victoria's Secret silk pajamas that Renee <laughs> got me two Christmases ago, but they're back in Phoenix with the tag still on them. And this, especially combined with the fact that Bella had to buy her own clothing for Forks, makes me think that Renee – would be just an aggressive over-gifter. And if you don't know what an over-gifter is, it's not like, oh, you would think like, oh, it's just someone being nice who likes to give you a lot of gifts. Like, that's so nice. No. It's when someone gives you 
a million gifts that you did not ask for after you've asked them to stop and does it specifically it's it's like a power play it's like a weird like i don't know like i just feel like renee would like buy bella like what fucking silk pajamas for bella swan not like other yeah, girls bella like, swan wears. yeah but not buy her own like her clothing like okay it's yeah. de- bella was definitely like oh can i have like can I have some socks? <laughs> and and Renee was like, Renee no, was but like, here's no, some I'm silk pajamas. Victoria's Secret silk pajamas for Mormon girl Bella. And then we like, have Bella added to her never-ending list of chores. It's like darning her socks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they just continue to have more convos. Oh, oh. Edward like worms his way into staying the full night because he's like, yeah, it's like it's easier for me to resist eating you the longer I've been with you, you know, like it's easier if I keep your scent on me. And she's like, oh, oh well, God. why don't you just stay the night? Yeah. <laughs> so as she's falling asleep, he hums. He hums, I quote, a, mem- a melody I didn't recognize. And this is, we will shortly learn, Bella's lullaby that Edward has composed for her. And um, the fan, like headcanon version of this lullaby in before the movie came out was The River Flows in You mm. by... Oh, God. Oh, How can I forget? Why? Like, why I something. Yurima. No. I think he's yeah, like a your, Japanese your, your artist. Yuruma. Yuruma. Yeah, I, Yuruma. I love it. I love this song. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm anyway, it's a beautiful song, and I yeah. will link it below. Um, and frankly, just, like, much better than Bella's actual lullaby yeah. movie. Like, Bella's actual lullaby is just – It's depressing. Not a lullaby. Not a lullaby. It's, like, yeah. way – Yeah, anyway. Um, and not something that, like, Edward would be able to hum. This is also when Bella says, I love you, and Edward is just, like – you are my life now. Yeah. They just really very quickly pledge their like undying mm-hmm. love for each other, which is okay. Um, and then they wake up and Bella is going to meet his parents. And at one point, oh, Edward's like breakfast time. And then yeah. Bella like pretends to be like, oh, no, he's going to eat me. And then like Edward gets pissed. And this is another time where Bella's like, I looked at his face to make sure he wasn't angry yeah. with me anymore. And I'm sure like, I was forgiven. That was a funny joke. Like, yeah. don't let him take away like – Edward you only got so many of those. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, that was good. That was your one good joke this whole time. Yeah. Like, well done. <laughs> uh, so he, they have breakfast and then she gets changed into her iconic outfit <laughs> that has been the subject of, de- of debate in the Twilight fandom for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. She puts on her classic night, her only nice blue shirt, which is whatever. But then she puts on her long khaki colored skirt and for a long time so during this listen we discovered something that i think revolutionized this debate so Mm -hmm. for like the entire time i've been a member of the twilight fandom everyone has just been assuming that this skirt is like both khaki colored and also khaki material but not never are we told that it is khaki material we are only told that it is khaki colored so this really could be any form of like light brown slash tan, mm-hmm. slash like olive Ooh. green skirt. And so we will be doing a series of polls yeah. where you can help us determine what this fucking skirt looks like. Because originally it's I was really like, oh, cute. this has to be like ugly as sin. But now it could be like twee as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like this really opens a lot of a lot of doors for us. Mm-hmm. No, there's like when I Google this type of thing, like there's a lot of like things that I would definitely wear in 20. 20- whatever yeah 2022 whatever year it is like for sure (laughs) 
But, but yeah, before we had this revelation, I was ready to like roast Bella for like wearing this long ass khaki sh- skirt to meet her like boyfriend's parents. But like now I'm like, oh, damn, like maybe she is. Maybe Bella does have a sense of style. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. So they go to meet the fam. Edward kisses her again. She once again passes out. This is a common occurrence. I don't know. Like at, I really don't know like at what point she gets over this. But at one point, like she eventually does get over the passing out thing. <laughs> Yeah. And they roll up. And in the book, it's just like they all come down to greet her and they're like, oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. Like, we're so glad that Edward finally has a fucking girlfriend because he's been brooding for 100 years. In the movie, they roll in (laughs) and the Cullens are making Bella a delicious Italian dinner, like (laughs) pasta and like side salad, like all this goes because they're like her. Yeah. Cause Rosalie is like, is she even Italian? And Emmett's like, her name is Bella. Bella. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then they get in and they're, and Esme is like, Oh, I, we made you Italian food. And Edward is like, she already ate guys. Like what the fuck? Like Bella's ready to like fake it and be like, yeah, like, thank you so much. But Edward ruins it. And um, if my vampire boyfriend's vampire family made me delicious Italian food simply because my name was Italian. (laughs) And then my bitch ass vampire boyfriend ruined my plan to eat it by telling them I'd already eaten. We would be having a long talk about the viability of our relationship. Like what the fuck? You know, you know what I bet they could make? I bet they could make some bomb ass mushroom ravioli. I bet they could go to fucking Italia and like reverse engineer the fucking recipe and she could have that every night. Oh, speaking of the speed of light, (laughs) they could be there like there and back. Yeah. God. Ruined. Wow. Anyway, their house, they meet them. It's whatever. Their house is like all white and like cream an open concept and, no, which i reckon the word open concept didn't exist yet unfortunately for her but that's definitely what i'm picturing like, it's definitely what it's supposed to be yeah. yeah but and i'm like i recognize like this is 2005 so that was probably like very like modern and chic but i have just always thought that was ugly i fucking hate like i hate when houses when like rooms have no color in them i just like don't understand like why you I want like fine you can have like white walls but at least have colorful decorations and like I There's just... no reason for the Cullens because their house is big. But I still like if it's a small house, it just feels so no. much darker. And just and, like, like I fucking hate like open concepts because you have no privacy. Like there's nowhere you can go where other people can't see you. And, like I just don't understand. God, like the Cullens house just sounds like a fucking clown house nightmare. Like horrible. <laughs> anyway, they all dip. It's not. Edward... I mean, it's it's better in the book than the movie though. Like whatever. They also have the entire back wall is glass, which is objectively cool. cool. Yeah, I if specifically only cool though if I if you a don't have any neighbors, which of course, don't, yeah. But also if you're a vampire and you're not scared of like things watching you in the middle of the mm-hmm. night, because I would be. <laughs> well, don't they have they have those like great? It like closes up. There's like a they defense have, like, mechanism. Storm. Yeah, but that's like they don't put that on at night. But they could. But they don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the glass wall is only good if you're a vampire. In the day. The all glass back yeah. is only good if you're a vampire. Yeah. During the day, it's fine. During the night, only good if you're a vampire. Anyway, so they all leave them alone. And Edward plays Bella uh, her lullaby on his piano. And he's, like, showing off. And she, like, has, like, a single tear. She, like, Anya <laughs> Taylor joys it. And she has, like, that single tear. And Edward, like, scoops it up with his pointer finger and puts it, like, fucking eats it. 
in the book, you're just like, oh, that was kind of weird, but like, whatever. Like, maybe he just wanted to taste her tear. In Midnight Sun, you find out that it's because he fucking, <laughs> he's like, so when I eventually leave her, like, if I consume this tear now, I will have a piece of her in me forever. What? <laughs> what? It's like, fuck already. Like, come on. Like, sir. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. This is the real reason Esme is worried that Edward is, quote, missing some essential part of his makeup, which, like, puberty, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah, I just, wow. Anyway, so we get Carlisle's backstory, which is essentially was that he was the son of a, like, Anglican preacher and who was hunting vampires. And then Carlisle gets caught in the crossfires and then he doesn't want to eat people, but then eventually discovers that he can eat deer. And, like, then he's mm-hmm. alone for, like, 300 years. And then, like, he finally changes edward without his consent but with parental consent so i guess like that's the one consensual thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you have and edward talks about how he had like a brief aka 10-year rebellion from carlisle where he like went off and ate people mm-hmm. because like he was like i like i don't know he like has his he finally went through puberty or whatever and in midnight sun like we find out more details about this and essentially he was like off being a vigilante like he was like i only killed like murderers and rapists and like you know bad people or whatever there's just so many so many uses to which edward's powers could be put that just aren't and like they claim to be doing like so much yeah carlisle definitely could have fucking cured cancer by now yeah like i if not with his brain then with his like money for sure (laughs) his money the fact that he's there he's awake 24 hours a day he doesn't have to sleep he has a perfect memory yeah what? He presumably has to get, like, medical degrees on a regular basis so that, like, he can stay licensed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. So then Bella gets invited to go to the vampire baseball game. Um, and Charlie calls Edward Edwin, which, like, I love. It's just, like, such a dad move. Like, when he <laughs> pretends to, like, forget his name despite being ride or die for the Cullens. And then they're driving there. He has, like, his nice Jeep or whatever, his, like, off-roading Jeep. And then he kisses her again. And Bella, like, goes in for the tongue. And Edward just, like, freaks the fuck out. He's like, oh, my God, you're going to you're gonna fucking kill me. Like, Bella, you're going to be the death of me. Like, you can't, you can't go in for the tongue because he's just so fucking horny. <laughs> like, you can't handle it. So... They go play baseball. It has to happen during like a thunderstorm, even though they don't get wet. Like, I don't know. Um, And they're having just like a great time, you know, very dramatic scene in the book, in the movie. I mean, the vampire baseball scene in the movie is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. Um, It has Supermassive Black Hole by Muse playing in the background. Like, it's just so, like, it's there's comedy, there's drama, there's action. Like, it's beautiful. And it's also, quite frankly, should be, like, in the textbook of film school color work classes <laughs> on how, like, color choice can is like vital to a film because the entire first twilight film has like a weird blue like filter over the whole thing like everything's blue and if you look at pictures of the vampire baseball scenes like how it actually looked like without the blue tinge it looks like a fucking high school student film but like with the blue tinge i'm like yes these people are vampires like 100 percent. i've never like understood that really what like it never looked that different to me (laughs) but whatever i just recognize that's like a you're not an artiste. <laughs> I'm also the only one who's taken a film class. Yeah. Hey, I'm I've not- taken oh, film yeah, classes. True, true, true. Yeah. I did film classes in college. I was, I was in fact treasurer of the film club. So suck a dick. I organized <laughs> a film festival that still exists to this day at my college. So like, whatever, Rachel. 
No, it's don't true. The blue, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, All the right. blue tinge is amazing and so is the soundtrack. The soundtracks in general, we haven't talked yeah. about this book. Oh, like the Twilight, wow. every single Twilight movie, like the Twilight franchise as a whole has some of the best fucking soundtracks mm-hmm. of like any movie. I'm not talking about scores. I'm talking about soundtracks, like like modern songs that are put like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're just flawless. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Like objectively, like even if yeah, you don't like the movies, sure. just listen to the yeah. – and then New Moon, which is the next one, is like peak. Like frankly, like mm-hmm. it's one of like – if not the best soundtrack of all time, like what, like at least top five for yep. me. I agree. It's fabulous. So they're all having a grand old time when suddenly the enemy approaches. <laughs> and for some reason, like Alice couldn't see – there's a lot of holes with Alice's visions. We won't get into that. Can we talk but- about how Alice can see the future? Yeah, I don't know that we've ever we mentioned definitely that. mentioned it. Alice can see the future. It makes no sense why she wouldn't have seen Bella coming because Bella's decisions are so firm. Whatever. Alice sees the future, and they had known that there was going to be like another group of vampires passing by in the next few days. However, yeah. they somehow didn't foresee that them playing baseball would make them like change their course and come find them sooner because they wanted to play baseball. Because as we all know, vampires love baseball. Just as a, as a group, it's America for some reason. Time. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. They roll up. Their walk was cat-like. Yeah, specifically important. And she know. specifically, like, as they approached, I could see how different they were from the Cullens. Which, does that imply that like the Cullens are not cat-like? Like, yeah. But see, so kind of my, offended by that. My response to that is like the Cullens. So the Cullens tried these. The, these three vampires that are showing up, they eat people and they're like nomads. Like they're not trying to blend in. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, we're vampires and we don't give a shit. But the Collins are trying to blend in. So I think they purposely move more human-like. But what that means is that there is a cat within each of them just scratching mm-hmm. to come out. Like because waiting to come out. Edward stays, quote, tense like a lion in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because they like really don't want Bella to be noticed. Like somehow they're hoping. I don't understand. Like, is their sense of smell like amazing or not amazing? Because how I could you know. not pick out a, a human? Like, I I don't understand. I don't know. They're trying to hope she'll get under the radar. Unfortunately, a gust of wind gets in the way of their plans, and the hissing immenses commences. Yep. And then so we have the three people. There's James, Victoria, and Laurent. And at this time, they think Laurent is the leader, but it's actually James. Mm-hmm. And they sniff him and Laurent is like – in the book, it's Laurent who's like, oh, you brought a snack. But in the movie, <laughs> it's James. And he's like, you brought a snack. And then they're all like posing like in fucking like Spider-Man, like cat, like Natasha Romanoff in fucking Black Widow poses and like hissing at each other. And then they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to go. And then Edward drives off with her and he's like, oh, my fucking God, like they're going to fucking eat her. Like I read his mind, like he's ready to eat her. And the quote is, as they're driving away, Edward was growling something too low for me to hear, but it sounded like a string of profanities. And (sighs) all I can think of is in Home Alone, the short – fuck, I forget his – the actor's name. No. (laughs) He's constantly like – Mar. No. No, no, no. Harry. Harry. Yeah. Um, he's constantly just like, <laughs> like, and that's what I'm imagining Edwards doing <laughs> this moment, like the fake kid friendly cursing. Yeah, but we do get more Mormon cursing friendly. here because Bella, in fact, says, "Damn it, Edward!" When Edward's trying to like take mm. her out of town, and Bella's like, "No, I have to like go protect my dad. Like, I can't just like mm-hmm. dip." So, like, there's a lot of cursing in this. Like, Stephanie really went wild. Yep, but Bella starts being like, "Turn the car around, take me back." 
before it's even clear that her motivation is Charlie, like I don't even think she – that's just like her gut reaction. She doesn't even like remember Charlie until – like her – I don't know. It's just one, another like wacky like why or – you don't even understand what the situation is. Why are you demanding to turn around? Like She has no sense of self-preservation yeah. whatsoever, which is in fact an acknowledged core personality trait mm-hmm. of Bella is that she's mm-hmm. like constantly ready to martyr herself. So they form this convoluted plan <laughs> – in which Bella's, Bella's plan. Gonna, yeah. Bella's plan. That's for some reason all these really smart vampires are like, wow, that's a brilliant plan. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially Bella is gonna go and like they know that the hunter that James is gonna like be listening by this point. So Bella's gonna be like, I'm going to Phoenix. And she's like, there's no way he'd think that I would actually go to Phoenix because he'll <laughs> know that I know that he's listening. And so he he'll think that like I'm going somewhere else, but I will actually go to Phoenix. It's like a double cross. And then Edward's like, what the fuck are you gonna do in Phoenix? She's like, I'm old enough to get my own place. And I'm like, you're 17. Where in the United States are you able to rent an apartment? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Is she I mean, what I would believe is that Bella secretly emancipated like years ago because she like not because she wanted to like ditch Renee, but because she just like needed to like have the legal power to like do shit <laughs> in order to keep them alive and like and with a home, you know. So like it's not a question of being old enough; it's a question of like having filed all her doc all her, her documents. So Bella like does like does this whole scene. Where she's like telling Charlie that she's leaving because she it's not because it's not because of Edward because again she has to get Edward off the hook it's because she hates Bork so much but she likes Edward so much and she's afraid that Edward will like trick her into staying in Forks just like her mom got tricked and she does she gives this line she's like just let me go Charlie it didn't work out okay. I really really hate Forks and then she's like oh my God it feels so bad this is such a low blow. And we find out that it's because those are the exact words that Renee said to Charlie when she left with Bella, you know, 16 years ago, whatever. And like how – Bella was an infant. There's no way Bella remembers this. How the fuck would Bella know this unless Renee does like dramatic reenactments at regular intervals? Like what the (laughs) fuck? And also like this is such a dick move to Charlie. Like I hope they – do they explain this to him? Eventually, like, yeah, once, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah. And I'm like, listen, want another another example of Renee's abuse. Parental alienation is a form mm-hmm. of abuse and it's common among divorced couples. So Renee sucks. But why how would, would that, she tell Bella this? That can that only makes Renee look bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the constant like, yes, I got out of the framing of like, right. I got out of forks. Yeah. Like, screw and that you, town. We all, yeah. So they roll on back to the Cullens after breaking poor Charlie's heart. He does not deserve this. The Cullens have panic doors that they like roll over their glass windows. I don't know why they have them because <laughs> I can't imagine. Cool as fuck. Right. But I can't imagine they would work against vampires. It's in case they have a pet. Oh, yeah. True. And like if a human's coming, like they're fucking vampires. Like why do you need panic doors? Like I just don't understand yeah. why they have them. It's not be <laughs> Maybe seen. they roll them up because they like have this house and they keep it there even when they leave. So mm-hmm. maybe they like put them down so it doesn't get broken into yeah. like while they're gone. Except that's not true because in a deleted scene of the next book, Bella throws like a rock through their window and breaks it. So like they don't <laughs> have the panic doors down. I don't know. There's a lot of inconsistencies window. when yeah. it comes to the panic doors. Um, Laurent is also there and he's basically just confirms like, yeah, James wants to fucking eat he's her. Um, yeah. Like watch out. I'm not 
not going to get involved in this because I don't want to be killed. So I'm going to go hang out with your friends in Alaska because like this is intriguing. So remember mm-hmm. that Laurent is in Alaska. That's important mm-hmm. for the next book. And then um, they're rolling out. They're all splitting up like Edward, Carlisle and like, I don't know, Rosalie and Esme are like part I'm of the hunting. It. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And then and then Bella goes with Alice and Jasper to go like drive to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Emmett picks up Bella at one point and the quote is he tucked me like a football into his chest. So like once again, <laughs> we have being carried like a football being used. So Sally Thorne is a Twilight fan confirmed. She's like, what is like a football but not a football? A, a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> Things you throw for your no, dog. No, no. no, at one point – Josh in the hating game does pick up Lucy like a football. Like the there is specific football description. Yeah. It's a rolled up newspaper and a football. He picks her up a lot. Also, um, before right before this, Rosalie like lashes out and she's like, "Why the fuck would I help you? I'm so mad at you for bringing this girl into this. Like, what? Why? Why would I care about her?" And Bella watches Edward nervously, knowing his temper, waiting. <sighs> like, God, okay. So they're all, they're all rolling out. They're, they make it to Phoenix. They hole up in this hotel. And they're all just like sitting around staring at the walls. Like it's a long – it's a waiting game. They're just like waiting for news. And I just like – what if like this turned into like a yellow wallpaper retelling? Because <laughs> like at one point Bella's like I'm staring at the pattern of the couch and like the red dot turns into yeah. a red eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm like this really – this really like borders on the knife's edge of like becoming <laughs> a yellow wallpaper retelling. And honestly like Stephanie, if you want to write like an alternate ending in which like Bella just starts seeing a woman creeping around the wallpaper of this room, like I'd be into it. Like mm-hmm. be very into it. <laughs> This is also when Bella basically with like very little thumb twisting, she basically is like, hey, Alice, <laughs> tell me how you turn to a vampire. And Alice is like, oh, Edward's going to be mad. But OK, like, fine. OK, Twist my arm. This, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I can only tell you the theory because I don't remember my own transformation and I've never seen it done. I'm like, girl, it's the simplest thing ever. Like, what? You and get bitten. Like, yeah, you it. get bitten. <laughs> that, like, and it hurts a lot. But like, that's the only like active part of it. OK. And yeah. so then, like, Alice starts getting some visions uh, because the tracker has, like, made a new dis- – oh, no, no. Bella is like, oh, Renee is supposed to be coming home in, like, a week, and that would be really bad if she, like, shows up. And what if the tracker, like, does figure out to go to Phoenix? So she- so she's like, um, I'm going to leave a message at my mom's house because she doesn't have a cell phone, but, like, she does check her messages. She has no – she's living in Florida, has no way for her teenage daughter to contact her besides email and her teenage daughter leaving a voice message which renee will see god knows when like if there's an emergency renee has no way of being contacted about her child's welfare more proof that she's the worst parent but why doesn't bella email but obviously charlie does have a way of contacting her because he contacts renee when bella gets hit by the van so like i don't know but so bella's like hey mom don't come home like okay and then alice gets a vision of the fucking the tracker has decided to like go to a different place james and she's like drawing it out and Bella's like oh that looks like a dance studio and Alice is like what like and she's like yeah studio yeah it's my ballet studio from when I was like a little and I just don't understand how like Bella recognizes the fucking ballet studio from a drawing but like Alice can't like who's seeing the literal place in her head can't be like oh it's a ballet studio like I feel like ballet studios are very distinctive even Mm -hmm. if like Alice never took ballet Right. I feel like you know what a fucking ballet studio looks like. Yeah. And then she's like, I also see the tracker like with a VCR player, but it's too dark to tell like what that looks like. And then Bella 
gets a phone call to her cell phone. All that we hear on the phone is like, Bella, Bella. And it's, it's Renee. And so Bella's like, okay, mom, like, let me calm you down. And it's actually James. And he's like, hey, Bella, dun, dun, dun. I have your mom. Let me eat you or I will eat her. <laughs> Bella believes him and basically is like, okay, I'm, I'm dead. I'm going to die. She writes like an angsty farewell farewell letter to Edward yeah. and asks – for some reason asks Edward Alice to deliver it. Like I don't know how that works. To deliver to her mom. She says it's for her mom. And so like she knows like they're going to figure out it's obviously for Edward like after Bella escapes. Mm. And she has to go. I just – a few they? things I want to point out. Her ballet studio is on 58th and Cactus. And I would just like to like applaud Phoenix, Arizona for picking street names that are really on brand. Like mm-hmm. well done for naming your fucking street name in the middle of the desert Cactus. <laughs> I also – Edward and the rest of the crew are flying to Phoenix to meet Bella. Um, and I just like want – like. And vampires are super cold and don't have like any sort of body heat or heartbeat and so i just want to know like how the fuck the cullens like fly nowadays when they have the full body scans yeah. like how do you get on a plane they get pre-checked when, like, maybe like, maybe i just like don't understand yeah i, I guess they like pay for pre-check but i'm pretty sure you still have to go through something a metal whatever. detector i think it's, it's definitely less like yeah anyway um, i'm just like curious like how do the cullens fly <laughs> right I don't like, yeah, because they don't have any mind control. I don't know, whatever. Oh, I also just like love that Bella writes the angsty goodbye letter. I just like, yeah. I love a good like angsty love letter. I just really enjoy them. I And we get to read it too. We know what's in it. Mm-hmm. She's like, my love, don't avenge me, XOXO Bella. <laughs> also, might I say that Bella's original plan to tell Renee to not come home would only work with Renee. That would not work with any <laughs> other parent. Your 17-year-old daughter has just absconded in the middle of the night, driven like what is it like 25 hours Longer. and you're not gonna drive. you're not gonna come home like what yeah. <laughs> sure honey like and, and bella doesn't have any sort of plan she just is planning to tell renee like oh don't come home right and she like has every confidence that that will work and like right. it would frankly with renee so they go to the airport to like allegedly meet no, the it's exactly the 25 Collins. hours actually sorry oh, well done <laughs> Yeah, they go to the airport to meet the rest of the Cullens and Bella, like, she needs to ditch Alice and Jasper and she knows she needs to ditch them before Edward shows up because she's like, if Edward shows up, like, there's no way I'm getting out of the way. So she goes to the bathroom and she specifically goes to the bathroom on the third floor in Terminal 4, um, which I have been to, like, on purpose um, because I was in the Phoenix airport and I was like, oh, my God, we're in Terminal 4. And so I went out to the bathroom and Bella, her escape relies on the fact that this bathroom allegedly has two exits, like one on each side. And so she goes in one exit and like and then she goes out the other exit and like starts running. There are not two exits in this bathroom. It's inaccurate. (laughs) I'm like, Stephanie, you did so much research for all the other locations and even in your own hometown. You didn't even see Yeah. Them. And like, no, this was post 9-11. So she wouldn't have been able to like get into the airport to double check no, easily no. without yeah, Maybe a Stephanie – listen, maybe when she was writing this, like, you know, maybe she's just never been in the airport. Wait, or but maybe- no. No, no, no. Because they're not – they're not – they didn't go past security because they're waiting for the, the Collins to come mm-hmm. out. So this is yeah. like public airport area. Yeah. Hmm sketch but was it public where you when you went like what i went to both airports i peed before security and i peed after that's the way it goes <laughs> yeah maybe they're yeah i don't know again maybe this is set in the 80s actually like you know yeah i don't know so you could do know. that shit also everyone stares at bella as she's running which like why would that ever happen in an airport unless you really are just like so just 
I you're just like flopping. Like, you remember that picture? Like, that Phoebe in Friends. Oh, Phoebe, I'm picturing the pug. Hello, my Hello. name is. What's your oh, name? I'm the special, special pug. pug. Yeah, that. I've never seen that video. Or, yeah. Like, Don't so the human me. version of that, or like Phoebe, how Phoebe runs in Friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. like, and that's Bella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bella escapes really yeah. somehow from a vampire who can see the future and two <laughs> vampires who can like hear and see and smell everything. Like she right. gets away somehow. I guess Jasper just like feels so awkward about going to the girls' bathroom, but like <laughs> she has such a head start. So she, he can't run. He can't like call attention to himself. Yeah, that's fast. true. But he can definitely run faster than Bella and like still yeah. look like a human. Yeah. But so Bella hops into a cab and she throws him her sock full of money, which <laughs> is like a common thing in like books. But like, does anyone actually keep a sock full of money? Like, is that oh. a thing people do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe. But I was thinking it's it's like a common thing to just like throw all your money at someone and be like, is this oh, enough? No. My, I specifically am wondering about the sock full of money. Please write in if you have ever kept a sock full of money. I would like to know. I just want to get like a sample, an idea of the sample size of people <laughs> who have sockfuls of money. Because Renee never bought her a piggy bank. <sighs> it's true. She spent all her money on the Victoria's Secret pajamas and then just like every year for Christmas gets her a different pair of Victoria's Secret pajamas and nothing else. Yeah. So Bella finally meets James. And as she's heading to meet James, she's daydreaming about like Edward and like trying to go to her happy place and meanwhile you find out in midnight sun edward is on the fucking car chase like this fast <laughs> and the furious fucking car chase which i want in a fucking i wish this was in the movie like i oh my yeah. god he's like the way it's like so convoluted like he's like driving and then like mid like going 90 down the highway they like spy like an SUV a mom and an SUV and they somehow like hop into the SUV and like drug the mom and leave her by the side of the highway and then steal her car and like they switch cars like five times it's insane and at like Bella's just like da 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 like just yeah. sitting in her taxi like with the elevator music playing and Edward's like racing to safe. If that mom had a minivan, I guarantee she wouldn't have been drugged and I guarantee she would have been able to like she would have been like buckle up. And they would have gotten there like before like Bella even gets hurt. So Bella rolls up at the um ballet studio she realized she's been tricked james has just been playing a recording of her mom not her actual mom which like whatever we've done the math on this it would have been a recording from 1999 like how does that not sound how does like if not bella how does alice not tell that that's like fake Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah but bella specifically in this situation um she calls james specifically average looking so very average looking which i just like so vampires like when you get turned into a vampire it like really it makes you super hot right we've talked about that in previous episodes so i'm like how ugly (laughs) was james as a human if as a vampire he's average looking like Jesus Christ, like what kind of butterface did James have? <laughs> like not yeah. even the vampire venom can like make him be hot, like even a little bit attractive. Oh my God. It's like so yeah. bland. Like Bella just really roast. Bella's about to like get murdered by this man, but she's like has the time to roast him in her head. Like she's <laughs> yep. like, I'm not going down without a fight. James is also wearing a Canadian tuxedo, um, which for <laughs> those of you not in the know, Canadian tuxedo is jeans and a jean shirt. And I personally love that look. Um, I don't think James can pull it off, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think it's funny that he is both 
so very average looking and is also wearing Canadian tuxedo. So James is like, uh, this is a little too easy. So I'm going to need to make a short film of me torturing you <laughs> so that I can mail it, dramatically mail it to Edward and have him come avenge your death. So the reason James is like so intent on Bella is not just because she smells good, but because 100 years ago he tried to eat Alice and she got tra- changed into a vampire before like he could. She's the only and, one that ever got away. Yeah. And so he's like very sad about it. Right. Um, So he recognized her and he's like an eye for an eye. Like I'm going to take their friend in exchange for mm-hmm. keeping her. But he's like, so that's where we get where like she was in an insane asylum or whatever because I guess she was having visions even as a human. And again, see the um, Twilight short films for more details. And James is like, a hundred years earlier, she would have been burned at the stake for her visions. And Alice is in the insane asylum in like the 19-teens, 1920s. And I'm like, you're telling me that in the fucking Regency era, they would have burned her at the stake? What? What are you talking about, James? No. She also would have still been put in a horrible insane asylum. She would not have been fucking burned at the stake. Like, get out of here. Get out of town. Get out of town. (laughs) So yeah, so James commences his like dramatic routine, but he only manages to like kick her into the mirror and break her leg before she gets a cut and like starts bleeding and he goes into a frenzy. Yeah. And just at that at that moment as he like is about to take the first sip, the columns <laughs> burst in and pull him off of her and start administering CPR to Bella, like not CPR, like medical care. And James Bendy Straw goes flying. Like he was just cracking it open, ready to mm-hmm. Bella and like unfortunately gets crushed underfoot. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah, a real sad day for James. Victoria is watching from the bleachers and it's like, fuck. Um, so, so Bella's like, they're like, you know, trying to stop the bleeding and like uh, fix up her leg and like head and whatever. And she's like, my hand is on fire. And she's like it hurts and they're like it's okay it's okay and she's like no like i'm literally on fire like what are you what's going on they're like oh my god he bit her and bella has to be kicking herself for this later like why the (laughs) fuck didn't i just chill and then i would have been a vampire and then the next like three books would not have had to happen and edward would have like his angst would have been hit hit off a little bit but instead, Carlisle's like, it's your choice, Edward. For some reason, like, I guess this is this is really the coup de grace. It really proves that Edward does not have a single real medical degree, like, past 1920. Because Carlisle, <laughs> Carlisle's the one with the most control. And, we, and, like, you know, like, it would have been, he would have been the obvious choice to suck out the venom. But he's like, no, I have to, like, administer medical care. Or maybe Carlisle's, like, like, secretly I have to hoping that the, she would turn. the bleeding in her head because, it, like, she's going to bleed out if, like – I don't. Yeah, like, but Edward it. could do that if he had a real medical degree. It's all I'm saying. Right. So <laughs> Edward has to suck out the venom like you would with a snake, which is not a real thing. Okay. Yes. If you get bit by a snake, don't waste time with that shit. Just like, don't run. Try you to like decrease. It. Yeah, and get to a hospital. Like that's yeah. Yeah. Um, don't <laughs> sucking out the venom does not work. Do not attempt. Edward does n- is not a real doctor. Zero out of ten you, doctors would recommend what? sucking out. Doesn't the venom. it work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think it just goes like there's too no way to get all of too. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the apple. There's just no Back way to the to apple get all rattling it. around. Yeah. What? The apple. The little piece of apple that Edward eats, and it's like, does he hack it all up later? Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought succeeds. he ate a piece of pizza. It's a pizza. Pizza, pizza. pizza it takes pizza. a little nibble of pizza. Yeah, that's true. Why did I anyway. think apple? Whatever. Because um, of the cover. 
I just I, no, I just want to say that I he really plays like with her apple. The same something. way I was just like really into like the little tenderness of Edward after he saves her from Tyler's van before he starts being a dick again. I'm also very into like the tenderness of Edward. Like, like there's this is like basically just like a sick bed scene, and like I really like sick bed scenes in general in romance. But like he's just like Bella, like sweetheart, are you like oh my god, like it's okay, like I'm gonna help you. And mm. I just really. There's just something very tender about it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like in these very small moments. I'm like, wow, Edward, look at look at you. You are a romance hero, not just a, a weird dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick because he doesn't let Bella become a vampire. He's a dick because he's horny. Like what he chills out immensely. Once they finally have sex, like Edward becomes so much chiller. Don't even get me started on like there's no reason for them not to be having sex. Like why? Anyway, anyway. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Listen. Um Okay, so Bella, like, blacks out. Next thing we know, it's several days later. She's in the hospital. She gets up. Naturally, her first instinct is to rip out her nose tubes. Like, that's helping <laughs> her breathe. But Edward's there, and he's like, no, no. And the common trope. But listen, as someone who has woken yeah, up I know you from hate the surgery nose yeah. with the nose tubes, that air is so cold. It hurts. It's so painful. So, like, I understand – the uh, pulling out the IV, I don't understand. But – the nose, the little nubbins, I do. Like, I really hate those. Mm -hmm. And Edward is like, you've been out for a while. Renee's here, but she went to go get a bite to eat. And we finally – well, we saw Renee on screen in the very beginning, but she comes back. And Bella immediately has to comfort Renee instead of the other way around. She's like, it's okay, mom. It's okay. Like, I'm sorry. And Renee – Oh my god, she's like bragging. She's like proud of herself because she was like sleeping there. But then we find out that it's really because she was like too scared to sleep at home because there was quote crime in the neighborhood because of course the Cullens burned down the entire dance studio to hide to like cover their crimes. And <laughs> and then Renee like leaves after like 5 minutes to go call Phil. She tries to get Bella to move to Florida. Oh yeah. Like immediately. Like you're what? She's and like, then, like, great news, honey. And Bella's like, like, no. She's like, I was worried for a while when Phil started talking about Akron, like Ohio, right? Like, would Phil have, would Renee have just like divorced Phil too? Like, yes. she's like, you know how I feel about the cold. <laughs> yes, 100%. Him. Um, she also, like, at one point, Bella's like getting her to calm down and she says, I quote, I recognize the reasonable but firm tone of, of, my voice from my talks with her about men so just like more examples like bella had to fucking i guess give her mom the sex yeah. talk like i don't know like what like why so is this is when child... renee is like trying to talk to her about edward and be like oh yeah serious yeah renee immediately dips like her daughter has what renee thinks happened to her is that bella fell down f two flights of stairs and then through a window <laughs> Which the Collins, of course, have fabricated, causing much more property damage. And like you, your kid is in the fucking episode in the fucking hospital with like like cuts everywhere and broken ribs and like a severely broken leg. And you're there for all of five minutes before you dip to like call your fucking husband. What? What? <laughs> Whatever. Just unbelievable. Edward. Now Edward, fake wakes up again, and he has the audacity. Like, the audacity of Edward in this whole fucking scene. We find out from Midnight Sun that Renee also has, like – Edward can, like, read her mind. And Renee, I guess, like, has a power 
where like whatever she's thinking, like people around her want to like please her. Oh, I forgot about that. No, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And so like I really – I honestly, I hate Renee, but I kind of want to see her get turned into a vampire because like that's a power, like mind control. That's what I was thinking. Why was I thinking about this earlier? Like that would be super – I was – something – I was about to say it like 10 minutes ago when it would be super useful in like one specific situation. But like come on. Like – Yeah. So Edward is basically just like – I should leave you. I was the one that put you in danger. And Bella throughout this whole conversation, like her heart keeps like speeding up and like slowing down and like stopping when they kiss. And I just imagine like the poor nurse coming in like afterward and it's just like, what the fuck mm-hmm. was going on here? Like looking at her chart. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So like Bella is like, don't leave me, don't leave me. And Edward is like in his head in Midnight Sun, we find out. He's like, no, I'm definitely going to leave. Like, I'm definitely going to leave. Bella's like, promise me. And he's like, I promise I'll stay. As long as that's what's best for you. I won't leave you yet. Yeah. (laughs) God, such a dick. He's the worst. Anyway, they all go home. And now we have the epilogue. And Bella's been all gussied up. She's wearing a fancy dress. She's got on makeup, waterproof Waterproof mascara specifically. specifically. She's – we'll talk about this in a little bit. She has her hair all done up. And she (gasps) thinks – she doesn't know what they've dressed her up for. And she thinks they've dressed her up. To get bitten, to get like turned into a vampire. <laughs> but it's really Edward's fucking forcing her to go to prom. God. God. Waterproof mascara and all. Speaking of waterproof mascara. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like this was like two weeks ago now or something. And way you longer, were, like, it was like a month ago. I don't know. Time is meaningless at this point. But you were like, oh yeah, I have this like new mascara. And it's it's just like really good. Like it's just, you know, it's just so high quality. That's why it like stays on my eyes. No, I said my it eyelashes. was annoying. It just doesn't you were come like, off. oh yeah. But you were like, oh, it's because it's like so strong. You know, it just like it like stays on my eyes even when I shower. Like it's like three days later, it's still on there. It and I'm like a curl. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure it's not waterproof mascara? Because that's my experience with waterproof mascara. Like it's really fucking annoying. It never comes off. I used to like wear it for swimming. And you were like, no, 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 it's definitely not. Like it's it's not waterproof. And then like this happened like a few times. You'd be like, yeah, like this great mascara holds a curl. It's just annoying that it doesn't come off. And then I was like, let me let me like check this out. And so I go like find the actual bottle. And what did the bottle say, Allison? It said it. waterproof. <laughs> Aquafob or whatever the fucking French. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was French. It wasn't just betrayed. I was double betrayed. Just in French. I know, but I was double betrayed. It was small print. Anyway. Oh my God. I was so mad. I literally <laughs> thought I buried like I have a vivid memory of when I purchased this mascara of like well, specifically thinking that like I was not purchasing the waterproof. No, and same. The most recent mascara I bought, I accidentally got tricked into buying waterproof. And I remember I was like choosing between like, you know, black and very black. And I just like yeah. couldn't decide. So I just like picked one. I just like had a feeling. I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's an important decision, but I can't tell how. And then I put it on. It didn't come off after I shower. And I was like, fuck. Like, I hate you know that. Yeah. Part of my reasoning was the reason I was just like, oh, it's not waterproof. It's just like, I don't for whatever reason, really good mascara was because that mascara is a dupe for a mascara called Better Than Sex, which is like expensive, which is why I like looked up the dupe. That's like $5 L'Oreal Paris or whatever. And Better Than Sex stayed on all the time, but is very, that one is definitely, like there's not a, there wasn't, at least at the the one time I bought it, which was like right when it came out because like my roommate at the time was super into makeup and like, so we went and got it together. Like it, there wasn't a waterproof version of it. So like, mm-hmm. I know, and I remember that being like, I don't think it was like as like annoying as this one, but I remember it like didn't always like fully come off in the shower. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, this one's because it's a dupe. It's just doing the same thing. No. But no, it's just fucking waterproof. 
which is truly a blessing and a curse. It's like simultaneously amazing if you're like on the swim team and forced to wear dress up clothes to school for meets. And yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever. So it's time to go to prom. And um, oh my God, to have the confidence of Tyler Crowley. If I had this much confidence at 17, I would have been unstoppable. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, <laughs> because they're on their way to prom. And for some reason, Charlie calls Edward. And Ella's like, that's weird. And it turns out it's because Tyler is at the house ready to take Bella to prom because remember flashback to Tyler being like, we still have prom. And without any confirmation, without ever checking again, this girl has a steady boyfriend that she has been exclusively eating lunch with, exclusively like passing out at the sight of at school. And this boy is still like, oh, well, I said we had prom. Therefore, we have prom. (laughs) And it's like – I just – it's – you know, it's it's always like this in books and movies. Like 10 Things I Hate About You also has a scene like this where I just can't fathom because like prom was such a bigger deal in our high school. Like it was something – you couldn't just like casually show up. You had to like buy a ticket. No. You had to like do the limo, like have like set up like where you guys are all going to take pictures. But this well, is just like also, so casual that it's possible our, for this kind of miscommunication. Our proms were at different – so there was a junior and a senior prom and they were separate. And they were at like hotels. Like they were at mm-hmm. fancy places. It True. wasn't like the, the Forks prom is in the high school gym. But even like other dances that were just in the gym, you had to buy tickets. Yeah. There wouldn't necessarily be a like limo, you could but you buy would still... tickets at the door, though. I think they were just more expensive. Oh, maybe, yeah, for like maybe. the fall dance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so they roll up. Bella's really fucking pissed that he's taking her to prom. Edward is taking her to prom. We find out at Midnight Sun because of like some misguided belief that he has to like allow her to have all these human experiences that he's robbing her from, despite the fact that Bella it, it explicitly is like, I never would have gone to prom if I had I not met dancing. you. Like I, I would not have gone to prom. This would not have been an experience. Do I you would not remember had. Seattle? Bella. Seattle. <laughs> Bella also still has a broken leg she's still in she's not even in a boot she is still in a plaster cast and this poor girl is being forced to walk around on her broken leg in her plaster cast there is no crutches she does not have a scooter edward she's just limping along not even in her walking boot like i oh my god fake medical medical degree edward added again forcing his like injured girlfriend to like walk on her fucking broken like broken legs take like at least it's like two months like minimum to heal and you can only Mm. start like walking on it in a boo after like minimum a month but something we didn't mention from midnight sun is that her broken leg was a clean break so according to the doctor that'll make it heal faster and when edward (sighs) delivers that news in his head he's also like We'll have a clean break too. You and me, Bella. We'll have a clean break. This comes back. Oh, horrible. But as well as wearing the fucking boot, Bella is wearing a single heel, which is also like she's clumsy and she has a fucking broken leg. You're making this poor girl well heels. Like she's going to already be limping because she's has a broken leg Mm -hmm. and now she's going to be extra limping because she's in heels. But Edward has like a weirdly sexual moment. Like his Puritan side like doesn't Mm -hmm. win. Like he like battles it out and like looks at Bella's like, oh, like I'm wearing heels and like she sticks out her leg and Edward is like, remind me to thank Alice for that. (laughs) I'm like, you fucking weirdo. Like what? When did this get so sexual? (laughs) Like what are you doing? Yeah. It feels very sexual. Like way too sexual for this pure book. 
for like the fact that like they have literally one or both of them has passed out and or run away each and every time they've kissed before now. <laughs> is it inherently embarrassing to go to formal events with a cast? Because yeah. this is something it is. Okay. Because this is something I went to like a formal event in college and one of my friends, there was like a girl with like a sprained wrist or something or like a her wrist was in a cast. And my like my friend was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she came here with that. Like that's so embarrassing. Like she would come and like wear that. And like, girl, it's I, I was like, she can't remove it. Like, what are you talking about? What? But now I have this like weird like insecurity. I've never had a cast, but for some reason I'm like, is this true? Like because I I I like I always just assume that like other people are right, you know, like I went with like weird like social things like that. Like I've never like you know, I just yeah. had to like pick up and I've never had anyone else like address this to me. So I have no like counteracting like <laughs> yeah. rules I have no to follow. Idea. Can someone like if, if you know, like is this – is that a thing or is Please it just like know. judgy McJudgerson like <laughs> – That mean. random girl. I mean how could it – She why? broke her leg. <laughs> yeah. Why would it be embarrassing? Like so you're just not supposed to go out for like – what is this? Yeah. Like your confinement or something? Yeah. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, Jacob shows up. He got paid 20 bucks by his dad, um, who was going to buy him his like last remaining car part to go basically tell Bella to break up with Edward and also be like, tell her that like the tribe is watching. And Jacob is just so sweet and like nice and like chill in this book. Like he definitely already has a crush on Bella, but he's like not weird about it. No. And I just, why can't Jacob continue to be like this <laughs> the yeah. rest of the books. Why did he have to turn into the worst? Like you think Edward is bad, babes? Like Jacob just he's like, oh, I'm bigger, I'm better, <laughs> I'm, I'm too much for Mister Incredible. <laughs> oh, it's just horrible. I honestly think this prom scene is like one of the best adapted from book to movie. Oh, it's like, so it's just okay. the vibes are totally preserved. Yeah. So they they roll out in the movie that we're just going to fully go in the movie because like the book is like not as beautiful as the movie. So they go out into this random gazebo, which you cannot visit because it has burned down. Unfortunately, mm. we looked and they go into this gazebo. There are a few other couples there, but the, those couples like swiftly leave and then just mm -hmm. Bella and Edward are like swaying alone. And you have flightless bird, American mouth playing in the background and it's so tender and they're just swaying and confessing their love and like there's twinkly lights and it's like beautiful and it's at night and then like it both in book and movie Bella's essentially like why can't, won't you just turn me into a fucking vampire mm -hmm. and Edward's like I'm not going to turn you into a fucking vampire and then quote his mercurial mood shifted on me let's continue into what <laughs> Into like jokey and being like, but like once again, eggshells, eggshells. He goes, she like leans her head back and he goes to like press his lips against her throat. And I remember the first time I read this being like so confused about whether he actually bit her or not. And then like, you know, starting the next book and being like, oh, okay, well, she's still human. So I guess he didn't. Yeah. Um, it's like not that confusing. I don't know why. Just He's like 12 like year old me again, 12 year old me three in the morning, like sitting <laughs> on the butt numb from sitting on the toilet for so long, like totally out of my mind with reading this book for the past He's like, hours. Are you ready now? Should I do it? right now yeah very seductive yeah and then he presses lips through his and they do that and it's like perfectly recreated in the movie mm -hmm. and that's the thing is like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson like I feel like I just had really great like chemistry it was like mm -hmm. weird but they just had really great chemistry for Edward mm -hmm. and Bella like they just really nailed it which makes sense because they like dated for like five years or whatever yeah and then there was a scandal we're not going to talk about that that's too painful now <laughs> 
Anyway, that's how it ends. And in the movie, not in the book, because the book is entirely from Bella's perspective, but in the movie, you see Victoria watching them dance. And she looks from, very like, sad. The hotel prom. No, she looks angry. Mm-hmm. She's like ready for revenge. And so, Victoria, keep her in mind. Mm-hmm. She will be our next villain for two books for some reason. <laughs> also, don't forget that this entire time, the rest of the Cullens are also at prom and they are just like boogieing in the middle of the dance floor but in a way i forget what the exact quote is but it was like in a way completely out of tune with like the current style and music which i get i guess it's like supposed to be from like their youth but like i just imagine them doing that alice can't keep a beat like no then well they're all white rachel sure but like they're vampires Right, but I'm just imagining them all doing like the Lindy Hop, like, <laughs> and like just like going like, like swing to Soldier dancing. Boy, like to the tune absolutely. of to, to the tune of Soldier Boy. Well, that's what the, the the other kids are trying to do the Soldier Boy Soldier Boy dance in the background, and like Alice and Jasper and Rosalind Emmett are just doing fucking swing dance, like absolutely feral yeah. swing dancing. <laughs> anyway, that's the end. The end. The end. Because it ends because Edward's like, enough for forever. And then he pressed his cold lips once more to my throat. Yeah. And so I was like, so he so we bit her when I found out. But he And by forever we mean until next September. Yeah, we skip. Yeah. Mm. It starts in the next school year. And they have this whole soft summer that we never get to see. But I just bet it's like they're just like hanging out in their meadow every day. Mm -hmm. I just bet it's so soft. No, but I just mean he's a little like snake and he's planning to leave even at this point. Oh, for sure. No, he's planning to ditch her this entire time. Like he's such a dick. Anyway, finally, after three episodes (laughs) for a total of like six hours. I hope you're listening to this on two point speed. That's all I'm saying. I have to say. No, maybe they just like dedicated like an entire weekend to listening to this. Like like a Lord of the Rings director's cut, a marathon. Like that's what our episodes are. Not quite as long as that. Okay, finally, Rachel, let's discuss the Twilight Catscale. Lord, holy crow, off the charts. Amazing. All all vampires are cats, confirmed, like Mm -hmm. textual in canon. Their enemies are dogs. Yes, which we don't find out until the next book. That can't be taken. No, actually, it is introduced in this book, so never mind. Mm -hmm. The enemies of the wolf. Yeah, their enemies are dogs. They're constantly growling. There's lots of growling, lots of hissing, lots of teeth baring, lots of crouching, lots of hackles raising. Mountain lion eating. Is Edward bear eating, which is cat adjacent? Yeah. Nobody has a pet cat. Unfortunately, there are no pets. Oh yeah, that's true. It's for the best. Bella is very cat like. Oh, for sure. Bella. Bringing it back to jeans and shorts. I feel like Bella is jorts. Jean and jorts. Yeah, Bella is jorts and Edward is jean. <laughs> no, Edward thinks he's jean. Yeah. Bella's Rosalie jean. is jean. Edward Renee is, is jorts. Bella and is no, jean. Edward, <laughs> yeah, but in the Edward-Bella dynamic, Bella is jorts and Edward is the co-worker who keeps putting margarine <laughs> on her. <laughs> He's buttering George. No, because that would imply that he wants her to be self-sufficient eventually. But like, no. No, he's he's slathering his up so that she has more flavor when he eats. <laughs> he thinks he knows better. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, one ten. Eight. I just feel like there wasn't, you know what I mean? Like the cats were isolated. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the vampires who were cat-like. 
Whereas like it wasn't like the cats were like spread across the whole book, like multiple cat characters, multiple like cat energy. Anyway, Catskill 9 for Twilight. Where can they find us, Allison? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at We Read It One Night and on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can also email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com. We provided many prompts during this episode, so please answer them and email us to them. Mm-hmm. And also participate in the polls that we will be releasing <laughs> for the Twilight saga part three um and also please rate us and review us and subscribe and follow um wherever you listen so that good good algorithm can bump us up godspeed comrades godspeed godspeed